That's not a meal. <laughs> That's bullshit. <laughs>I have seriously been thinking about ordering Seasons of the Real World on DVD. (laughs) (laughs) I need to watch this right now. I need to watch this movie. This is my fucking Goonies, I think. (laughs) Yeah, it's so good. Greetings, Long Walkers. Yeah, welcome to Long Walk Short Drink. This is the live stream recording in the episode, I guess, if you're depending on when you're hearing this, of episode 39. Long Walk Short yes. Drink, episode 39. The like first official episode of, uh, I would call this the official 2018 first episode, because last episode was like, we were just wrapping up 2017. Yes, yes, we were making a point to not talk about new things from 2018. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> So uh, the ban has been lifted. I know. Now we can talk about all kinds of new crap. So how you been, Dave? Yeah. I've been well. I, I have been uh, busy, but in a good way. And and also sort of not as busy at work, um, which has been nice and, and unusual and welcome. <laughs> uh, I don't know how much I could should say about it, but we're we're interviewing right now to get a second one of me. So as, as a you know video producer, I am, have been a one-man band for five years at this place. Right. And done, uh, to toot my own horn, I guess, done a good enough job that the demand has raised <laughs> such that um, able to get a new job created in uh, academia, which is tough. <laughs> so, um, so listeners to the show will know I've had a lot of struggles uh, with the uh, capacity at work, etc., and yeah, they're hiring a 75% time person to help with that. And there's been, there's one candidate in particular I hope we go with because he was perfect. Yeah. <laughs> so, so that'd be really nice. I've been working on some stuff. I don't know how much to say about it. I think it's best. I uh, heard past shows and I don't like it if I talk about the same thing twice in terms of like I'm working on this because I tend to be working on things for a long time. Right, right. But I'm working on um, something that might be finished sooner rather than later. So uh, I'll say it has to do with 20-year-old music project of Motos that I'm trying to commemorate. Oh, (laughs) man. Yeah. Or that I am commemorating. I'm just uh, working with him to see what that will include, how how much Uh, that will entail. I That is so, so, so intriguing because on on the Des Moines trip, on the way home... Uh, we kind of dug into some old Moto projects, like on the really? way home. Yeah. Uh, oh. And, and played some, uh, played Double D some, uh, I don't want to say it because I have a feeling, like I, I can only think of a couple 20-year-old projects. Uh, and if it, <laughs> and uh, well, it's not. I can I can talk about it. It's it's no problem. No, I just but don't I don't want to spill it because when oh. it comes out, then we'll like then we'll really like blow it up because it'll be. Oh yeah, yeah. You know, so I don't want to spoil it at all. But if it's if it's anything what I'm thinking, man, that would be awesome because we we broke out some good stuff. Yeah, uh, Moto's got a lot of great great oh. uh, 
recordings of different kinds, uh, different genres. He's, uh, <laughs> yeah, he's tried on and, and done very well with, um, yeah, it's, uh, and actually I thought of a 10 year old one that I might have to revive later in the year, but, uh, I'm trying to balance it. So I got, um, one of mine I'm going to do after this and yeah, all kinds of stuff, but, um, awesome. Yeah. Yeah. What about you? You, I mean, uh, listeners can't tell Well, they can tell if they go to our Twitter and see the, the image for oh, the yeah, show, the but for the show you're damn near hairless. Live, <laughs> yeah. If they go on the live stream recording. So, um, last episode I talked about a lot of change. I talked about a lot of changes that I want to have for, uh, the new year. And somebody, this is just something that I found personally that works for me. Um, and, and so this, I'm sorry for anybody else that this might be a tell for, uh, but I, I always see this as a positive thing. Um, when I have a lot of change and I'm in, you know, motivation is weird and just like, it's not necessarily a lot of, I mean, obviously I have motivation problems, but that's, it's not getting started. I usually don't have problems getting motivated, getting started. It's picking what I'm going to start with. And so and I'll burn all that time thinking of, okay, I want to do this and then I want to do this and I want to do this. And then the next thing I know, I spend all my time thinking about what I want to do where to help with my like OCD. If I just like, just change something, like start with one change, like then I'm like, okay, then everything else falls in a row and it makes everything else easier to change after that. Yeah. And like my hair is the easiest thing to change that. I don't, <laughs> that like, yeah. so um, usually when I'm on a precipice of something that, Either if I'm really stressed out and I've just been in a rut and I need to like elicit change, like cause change, or if um, I like this where I have a, a plethora of things and I don't know where to start, uh, I will usually shave my head and or trim my beard down to almost nothing because I know ah. like I, I was bald, like baby butt bald a week like less than a week ago and so now i'm like you know i have five o'clock shadow this is almost like it's like another quarter inch away for or eighth of an inch away from me considering it uh a beard so um speaking of mr j look at that yeah i just texted him mr j is listening i think to 37 he just finished oh yeah <laughs> so i just texted him we're recording now yeah um but uh well yeah so we can um, acknowledge so oh, last, sorry go, go ahead so yeah so last monday i um or last tuesday even because last monday was martin luther king day is that right yes, uh, yes so on tuesday i when i took my shower before i got in the shower i just took everything off and uh did ash know it was coming I told her I had I had prepped it uh, uh, leading up to the like over the weekend. I was like, I think I'm going to shave, you know, I'm thinking about because my hair was getting really shaggy and I was due for a haircut anyways. And uh, my beard was in the I needed to make the choice if I was going to commit to growing it out again or if I needed to trim it down because my mustache was starting to get irritating again. And yeah, I fucking Not hate familiar. that mustache. Like, I hate that mustache. I wish I could just go to like sam elliott's mustache you know <laughs> oh, yes. like from this to like sam elliott's mustache that's what i want you know <laughs> but you can't do that you can't go yeah. from from like five o'clock shadow to that you have to go through that shitty stage in the middle <laughs> yeah. and that shitty stage lasts forever uh, depending yeah. on how fast your mustache grows so uh, i hate the way like i don't quite let mine get out that much but what i struggle most with is like 
the ones that'll turn and poke you in the nose or those strays you got to pull and it hurts. I can handle it until I have to consume something. So until I have to like, (laughs) like drink coffee, I go to drink coffee and like my mustache always like runs coffee down the side of my mug or it's like I always have coffee in my mustache and it could be there for hours and I'll not know it. And then like Ash will be like, it's in your mustache. I'll be like, oh my god! I ate soup like four hours ago. How did like, you know, like oh. Oh. Uh, or like you know you're going to eat a burger or or something and like you're, you have to like pull your mustache out of your mouth so you can continue to chew. <laughs> um, I don't think I've ever got that far. Oh when yeah, I was first starting to grow them like at, in my late teens or whatever. My first beards always. Well, A, I could never trim them without screwing it up terribly right. and having to shave the whole thing off. But the this trimming would always come after eating soup for the first time. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> first soup, it's gone. Oh, yeah. I mean, soup is the like I gave up soup. I, I, I think yeah. my beard literally turned me off of soup. I can do stews, but I don't like soup. Yeah. I'm not crazy about soup either. Yeah. We, we do a fair amount of stews and uh, slow cooker stuff that I do enjoy. But like just straight up soup. Maybe tomato soup, uh, with grilled cheese. I'll oh go yeah, for that. okay, yeah. But see, then you're gonna put, then you're gonna dip something in the soup. Like that's different. Yes. Than, like yeah, you know, that's important. I uh, <laughs> when, when you're like, what are we having for dinner? Uh, uh, butternut squash soup. Oh, cool. What else? No, that's what we're having. That's not a meal. <laughs> <laughs> That's bullshit. Uh, that's a course, is what that is. Yeah. I don't even like on a, a diet. Drink. That's just a course, <laughs> you know. So, um, yeah. Oh, speaking of thick thick drinks, you want to crack a beer? Yeah, let's do that. I'm um I'm rocking one of my uh, LWSD loot, uh, that I got from the beer exchange in Des Moines, Iowa. Oh, nice. It is the uh, the Rheingeist. Rheingeist. Um, it's turned away from me. Oh, the Panther. Panther. Yeah, that sounds awesome. Thanks, Panther. A robust porter, which I thank you for. Yeah. How about you? Um, stand by, man. Good old stand by. Oh, yeah. Fuck, fuck Panther. Paps. <laughs> yeah. All right, ready? <laughs> yes. On, On three. 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 Woo. Oh, nice. I had uh, I had lunch with the bride actually, um, and I had a surly at lunch, which was divine. But I also meant like I took a nap, <laughs> so I'm just getting back I mean, yeah, but into like, the day. Oh wait, were you working from home today? Yeah. So oh, okay. So you could drink no one lunch. My, yeah, yeah. I, I actually technically could do so, and I have at work, but I. I it's not prohibited, but it feels wrong. Yeah. You know, I mean, they don't serve like on campus, but right. you know, just off campus, it's easy enough. Actually, they probably do serve on campus. They, yeah, they do. What am I saying? In one place, but yeah, whatever. the union, I, I, most student unions usually have like beer that yeah. you get in the student union. And they have like a fancy restaurant thing. For, oh yeah. You okay. know, the fancy people and, and I know that has stuff, but yeah, yeah, I can't be, it's hard to get stuff done if you're. Drinking away the day away. So <laughs> anyhow, cheers. Yeah, this is yeah, cheers, man. Long walk, short drink. Thanks so much for listening, everybody. Make sure that you're tuning in to iTunes, Google Play Music, or Stitcher to uh, subscribe. Also, uh, really want to push the YouTube channel. Um, uh, I was telling Dave before oh, yeah. we got on. Um, I'm catching up, and I am taking a page out of Moto's book, and I have totally switched to YouTube to listen to the show now, uh, just because Dave 
keeps the video portion of this conversation in that. So you can see the trimmed down conversation in those episodes as well. Um, and the bumpers at the beginning and, and really make it worth it. So yeah. um, really want to push the YouTube channel, subscribe on there as well. That's LWSD pod on YouTube um, or search long, long, short drink, subscribe, make sure you click the bell to get the dinger every time uh, we go live. So, you know, when we're doing these live shows, so you can join us in those as well and follow us on Twitter at LWSD pod. Yes. Uh, oh, wait, I'm missing one. I forgot. Um, you can audibles. email us. Oh yeah. You oh can, oh yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, but go to audibletrial.com slash LWSD and sign up for your free audiobook. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. I got a recommendation on one of those today, which is a, maybe a larger topic, but so, I'll, but I'll say it is, yeah, this is our, uh, this is our audible portion. Yeah, <laughs> so, go ahead. Um, uh, I just finished and was so sad that it was over. I love it so much. The disaster artist, um, the, oh, okay. um, the movie or the book about the making of the room, the famously bad movie. Right. Um, I'm going to audible trial to get the whole thing and to tell you who it's written by and such. But, uh, I loved it so much It's it's read by the author. Who's one of the guys in the movie. Right. Um, sorry, I didn't have this in front of me. Uh, we'll have the full title momentarily. The disaster artist, my life inside the room, the greatest bad movie ever made by Greg Sestero with Tom Bissell narrated by Greg Sestero, who is the, Oh, hi. Oh shit. Greg, hi, Mark. Greg, Greg, Greg is Mark. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Oh, hi, Mark. <laughs> yeah. I did oh, not hear man. her. I did not. <laughs> I did not. I have been so down the rabbit hole of that movie and, uh, I haven't seen the actual disaster artist film yet, though. I think I'm finally going to do that next week. But, um, because of hearing about it all these years, finally, and then seeing the preview for the disaster artist film, I saw the room, which I tremendously enjoyed and then watched or then, then immediately sought out the disaster artist book, which I just relished is I'm seeing now it's 11 hours and 38 minutes. And I only listened on my drives and it's been like winter and snowy and kind of scary on the roads here. But nonetheless, I was like, I couldn't wait to drive <laughs> to listen to yeah. this book. Oh, so. that's awesome. So if you would like to listen to this book as your uh, free uh, with along with a 30 day free trial to Audible, uh, where you can listen to all kinds of books, I think every book we've mentioned on the show you can find on this service. Go to audibletrial.com slash LWSD for a free goddamn audio book. <laughs> oh, yes. All right. So, awesome. So, um, Oh, and one more thing about the YouTube page that Palmer instigated, which I thought was a great idea, and I need to spend some time looking at, is the, there's a, if you go to the main page, just search Long Walk Short Drink on YouTube and go to the channel, uh, near the top, there will be um, a featured sort of section called the LWSD Cast's Best of 2017 list. So in, in the last episode, Palmer and I talked about our favorite things that we discovered during that year, um, and then we translated those to uh youtube playlists where we could find youtube video equivalents or representations thereof and moto has also done his list and double d um, and, and twinkie send me your lists i, I yeah, feel we'll i might well. have missed one if you if i did i'm sorry twinkie i think you if you did send me one just send it again and i'll get it up there yeah yeah so uh I think that's all the the housekeeping of that sort. Yeah, but those and I, I and I you know what we can do those anytime that stuff yeah. like that. Um which Absolutely. is great. So, 
uh, we we should do like a monthly like staff picks or something like that, or uh, where we just like something cool that we can link to in there. Yes, and we do that. Uh, I, there's right to right at the top. There's the videos mentioned on the show, which you can find. That's kind of in reverse chronological order. So if we if we watch a video together or something like that, um, mention something specifically, you can find it in that section. But uh, I was thinking too, like you know, I'm often doing a Dave's Digs or whatever or Palmer's Pleasure. Uh, if we added to that throughout the year, um, yeah. Anyway, but I think yeah. that's a great idea. I love that idea of. Uh, so oh, um extra. and also too mr j joined us he's uh, chatting right oh, there on the screen cool. which is awesome outstanding so, yeah. what's happening sir yeah he <laughs> says look at these two morose motherfuckers so. <laughs> it looks like someone's shitting their cheerios <laughs> <Bong>. <laughs> i think that was close to right that's awesome oh man <laughs> so uh what else you got going on you see anything good recently um, I have been, like I said, obsessed with The Room. I saw The Room, which okay. um, is a notoriously bad film, but also somehow, like it plays weekly in LA, I think for all these years, and it was, it had a new run, uh, it's, it's often in theaters, Yeah, and uh, it is just a goddamn delight. It's so <laughs> hilarious, it doesn't mean to be. Um, Right. I thought about maybe watching that trailer with you at some point. Um, so I watched that. Uh, the Bride and I have also been uh, very, like we've been binging as, well, it's not exactly true because we usually only watch one episode at a time, but almost every day uh, we will watch an episode of the, re well, it's not a reboot, Twin Peaks, Twin Peaks that came out on Showtime last year. Um, I never would have guessed that she would be into this. I wasn't even sure if I was into it after a few episodes, yeah. but we both really did um, warm to it and uh, have been really enjoying it. We've got, it's an 18 episode, one hour episode, 18 one hour episodes, all directed and written by David Lynch. Uh, it's written with Mark Frost, the original creator. Um, much of the original cast shows up and uh, yeah, it's been really great. That's uh that's kind of so i don't know if we've actually seen oh well yes we watched girls trip which was also the, the most hilarious movie i've seen in ages and i'm not sure for reasons it intended but i declared we're gonna watch this movie every year on this day because <laughs> i'll never stop getting stuff out of it <laughs> to be totally honest um I, we had some cake prior to that which is not something we yeah. do all too often and yeah. not and something that has a great effect on whatever it is we right. do with the evening and so i think that was part of it but i honestly think i would have been <laughs> i would have enjoyed it equally it without it because <laughs> i don't even know what to say I, I, it, it's like part it's part like raunchy sort of hangover type you yeah. know female hangover that's the booty uh, hole movie right it's your booty hole that one is that yes yes and there's yeah and there's so many just like i can't believe this is rated r that there's stuff that's like a hallmark movie part of it it oh, i don't know it was i was like i i was i don't know what to say about it other than it was so bad as good or oh, so wow. good i don't know it was it totally took me by surprise wow but that's the sum total i think of the media that i have been huh. focused on so far this year i think um we got we got some red box we have uh got some red box rentals for a christmas present 
Oh, like a gift card-ish type situation? Yeah, it was like five Redbox rentals. And so we kind of binged some movies. We saw, um, we rented Logan Lucky. Oh, um, yeah, yeah. Which, Had you man, seen that in the no, theater? No, I did not oh, get to yeah. see it in the theater. Did you get to that see it? Very... In the, did you see it? We did. We went. It was very Holy fun. Holy <laughs> shit, was it fantastic. Like, yeah. it, like, every char- like every character in that was good. Like every person was great in it. And uh, Absolutely. Uh, we really, uh, Ash and I both agree that like right now, Adam Driver is like our crush, like our Hollywood crush right now. Like he's, yeah, man, is he good? He's just, just an awesome actor and, uh, plays such a variety of characters. And, uh, especially that one was so different than other (laughs) stuff that I've seen him in, you know? So we saw that. I saw the third Planet of the Apes movie, which that was fantastic. Which one uh, is that called? Does uh, that, that was, rise? No. Uh, the, what is it? There's Dawn of Planet of the Apes is the first one, right? And then, oh, shit. I haven't actually seen any of those. Uh, They're really good. You know, I'm not super sure I've seen. I haven't honestly seen any Planet of the Apes movie. Isn't that crazy? I should write that down. You didn't even see the a... shitty reboot one with Mark Wahlberg. You, no, like... I don't think I did. Oh. Uh, I don't think I don't think I've seen like clips of the original you know sort of but i don't think i've seen any planet of the apes movie ever i've heard that this most recent round i actually i've heard that they're all kind of great in their own way but well maybe not the tim burton one i've heard less good things about but yeah that, um, i don't know like, i don't like that one at all i have the original like the original five in collection downstairs those are great and then um is it planet of the apes wikipedia The original for a new series of films. Yeah, so Rise of the Planet of the Apes is the first one. Uh, so there was Dawn of Planet of the Apes and War for Planet of the Apes. Duh. Oh. Yeah. So that was the third one. War for Planet of the Apes. Woody Harrelson was in it. Um, oh yeah. It. Uh. So. Uh. Andy, what's the, what's the guy's name that does Oh, all? Circus? No, yeah, Andy that... Circus. Yeah, yeah. Plays Caesar, like the main ape, in all three of the movies. Um, and his, I mean, his, you know, his performances are just fantastic, anyways. And so he's he's really good. Um, yeah. Look at Mr. J says somebody needs to educate you on film. That is, uh... <laughs> I know. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. So. Um, yeah, that's so partly what this show's for. We saw that, <laughs> uh, and uh, we saw this independent film that I had blurbed. I had saw a blurb across last year, and I watched the trailer for it, and it looked really good. And so I wanted to see it. Uh, called Patty Cakes, hmm. uh, which I mean, it's a movie that's been done eighty-five times, like Precious or Eight Mile or anything like that. But it play. It's about a girl who wants to be a rapper in New Jersey, and it's an independent film. That was okay. Um. Was that one of your red box ones? Yeah, that was one of the red box ones. I'm trying to think what else we watched. Yeah. We saw Dunkirk. Uh we got oh. that I think from Redbox or something. And uh I wasn't into it at first. Yeah. But I was by the end. Uh, I'll say that. Okay. I mean that's one of those things where I don't know, I just <clears throat> I haven't been I love the idea of certain movies, like in their like what who they come from and what they're going for and uh 
but I'm just not always up for it or, or excited about that, what I perceive that experience to be. And I think a lot of times what I want from movies is the experience that I think I'm going to get or to hopefully be surprised altogether. Uh, but yeah, at first with Dunkirk, I just didn't lock in. And then by the end, I, I, I really, I started, I cared about the characters and all that stuff. Like, like you want to, <laughs> but I was a little resistant to it at first. Yeah. It actually got, got me to come around. Have you seen that one? I have not seen that one, but that reminded me that I also, like one, you know, on a night that my insomnia was really bothering me and I couldn't sleep. I took your and Mr. J's advice actually and started, I've started, if I lay in bed for two hours and I can't sleep, then I'll get up. I should cut that down to like an hour. Yeah, that's a long time. It's a really long time. <laughs> but I mean, I, I'm doing other stuff while I'm laying there trying to fall asleep, I, it, which is probably contributing to why I'm not falling asleep. But yeah. So any one of those nights, I went downstairs and watched Silence, the Martin Scorsese film that came out last year with... Um, oh, my Liam, God. Liam Neeson and Adam yeah. Driver and... Um, Andrew uh, Garfield, Garfield, right? Andrew yeah. Garfield. Um, holy shit! Have you seen that? No, I, I honestly have been. I kind of forgot that it existed, but with the previews I saw, I was like a little scared of it. <laughs> like it, it looks is, so intense. It is. It's ridiculously intense. I, I mean, I cannot. It's Martin Scorsese, so you know he's not going to shy away from the violence or anything like that. But I feel like in his with his any kind of violence, like. His, not any kind of violence. Usually in his mob movies, the violence that's there is very stylized, like Quentin Tarantino's. Like, you know you're watching a Martin Scorsese film, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Um, and, it's, and it becomes a piece of the set. With this, it's just like, it is quiet. It's very intentional. The violence is very intentional. It, he, like, puts your nose in the violence and, like, um, and it, it just follows these two priests who are looking for their mentor in Japan because the emperor of Japan is trying to purge Christianity out of Japan. Like they see it as like they're losing their, he was afraid that they were going to lose their identity in this new religion. And so he started purging by basically slaughtering Christians. And um, they get notification that Liam Neeson's character, a priest, a Jesuit priest who was in Japan doing missionary work, had left the faith and joined like the Japanese. And they didn't believe it. And so they they beg the diocese to go and try to bring him back and they get to Japan and essentially are just like on the run and trying to not get killed and get a bunch of other innocent people killed. Um, and that doesn't, it does not pan out (laughs) that a lot of people get killed and, um, tortured (laughs) and like, and it's, and it's constantly him trying they're trying to get him to break him to like get him Andrew Garfield to lose his faith, to denounce his faith in front of these peasants so that the peasants oh. will give up on Christianity. That's basically what it is and and how he won't do that. Uh, Whoa. <laughs> and oh, man. what what the ramifications are from that. Uh, another 
just amazing stellar performance though by adam driver was awesome in that andrew garfield was awesome in that that i mean it, it was fantastic but you don't it's not like you it, it's a one-timer <laughs> you you don't uh-huh. leave, you don't leave it like like man i feel great about life you know like right. he, uh i i wonder he has such an identity to his uh, like italianness you know like mm-hmm. he identifies yeah. with that so much and it's so great because he i feel like he explored that in like the like the profitable aspect of that with the mob stuff but this stuff that he's doing like later on in his career where he's he's exploring that culture like this one all follows like it's all about catholicism you know what i mean and and a different branch of that catholicism and oh yeah it's good yeah and that's always kind of been a threat well i shouldn't say always but it has crept up at times in his uh, movies. I, well, remember... I mean, obviously, like Last Temptation of Christ, right? Oh like, yeah, he, like, yes, absolutely. So, uh... Yeah. And uh, um, oh, blanket on it, but uh, Mean Streets. Um, I haven't seen that in a long time, but I do remember that being a uh, uh, Harvey Keitel's character in the uh, sort of in a church and wrestling. I think probably with the. Right, the bad things he he was doing, and or maybe I'm, yeah, no, I think that's right. I might be. Now I feel like that's kind of cross crossing with uh, Bad Lieutenant, which I saw the end of on mute again recently, which is so oh, intense. Yeah. <laughs> that was a, during Harvey Keitel's uh, his whole run of movies in the early '90s, where he was constantly brought to the point of just like nonverbal grunting, emotive, just going like. If you watch, uh, if you watch Bad Lieutenant, if you watch Reservoir Dogs, uh, find anything he was in around that time, eventually he gets to a place where he's just kind of doing this distinctive Harvey Keitel moan. <laughs> That's kind of kind of great. <laughs> but awesome. uh, yeah, it was uh, in in Amsterdam. I saw the Martin Scorsese exhibition at the Eye, and um, I had I had read a. Yeah, it's, yeah, I studied him when I was younger, like in my like 18, 19, 20, something like that. And I remember reading this book. I love this series of books where it's so-and-so on so-and-so. It's a director on themselves. So it's an interview-based book. And the Scorsese on Scorsese I had uh, read. And it talks a lot about he would, he would alternate stuff like Mean Streets with some sort of small documentary project. And he, he did that a lot. Like, uh, I wish I remembered more of them and the books downstairs. But he... Uh, you know, like he would do something like even the last waltz and then he'd do like a dramatic uh, theatrical film. But when he was first starting out, there were a lot of shorts and uh, they, I'd never seen them and um, they didn't seem like they were readily available at the time um, that I was getting into him. And uh, they had these things as part of the, the exhibit. So it'd be like his mother talk, talking about how she cooked pasta it was actually what one of these shorts really was. Um, they were more like a little family kind of little family home movies slash documentaries in a way. Um, and, I, and you recognize his mother from that scene in Goodfellas where they come back with the guy in the oh, trunk. Yeah. And she's like, <laughs> I love that like, scene. What are you always talking? <laughs> I love that one too. 
I love Joe Pesci. Or they're talking about the painting, and he's like, I like this one. One guy looks the other way, the other guy looks the other way, and then the guy's in the middle. He's like, what do you want from me? <laughs> I, just remember, I just remember De Niro going like, hoofs, at one point. <laughs> That's where you need John Bernard to uh, fill in the gaps. <laughs> oh, shit. Remember that episode of Palmer's Picks? It was just you and another guy that worked at WCTV besides me, John Bernard, watching. Like he just rolled in, and it was an hour-long episode. And it was clips. And it was he could pick three clips. movies. Yeah, right. Is that why it was? Oh, yeah, that's great. He, he's like, I'm not picking three movies. He was like, No, I'm going to do it. But when I'm not picking three movies, like this is how you <laughs> described it to me. The interaction to me when you asked him, like. I didn't remember. Yeah, don't remind me. I like yeah. it. <laughs> so like uh you had come to me and you were like, So John Bernard wants to do an episode and I was like, Awesome. And I was like, What what movies is he gonna bring? And you were like, Well, I asked him and he was like <laughs> I'm not picking three movies. I I'm just gonna have to do a clip show. There's no way I'm picking three. <laughs> oh, that's great. And uh, I, I remember isn't he the one like when we crack the like we crack the Coke and we take a drink and I was like, isn't it good? And he's like, it is good. Like, yes, <laughs> that's right. Uh, I also remember, too, he did not want to bleep the cursing in, in the clips. No. And, and he did this like he did this like Nicholson like reading uh, of the when he said he was like he gave some kind of disclaimer. And, you know, he says, you know, like, I work here, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> this doesn't represent the station. And, uh, you know, it's public access or whatever. But he, like, looks right in the lens. And he's like, if you don't like it, you can always change the channel. <laughs> it's like, whoa. <laughs> he went real dark. He, and he, I'm sure he was trying to elicit some effect. But I, I don't know if he meant it to be as uh, sinister as it came out. But, yeah, yeah it was awesome. Oh, we have to And that was it. all just, like... Oh, go ahead. Sorry. <laughs> oh, no, we have to post that episode. That now. I know. Right? I'm like, how do I get a hold of John Bernard after we uh, <laughs> after we talked about it this much? Like, that's true. Oh, yeah, I'll, I'll, uh, I'll market still it. At the station. Like, he's probably still at WC. I know. He probably is. Like, actually, you probably just like call there and be like, hey. But it's awkward because you haven't been there. You know, we probably <laughs> yeah. haven't talked to him in so long. So no. you're gonna have to you're gonna have to do the like socially responsible thing and like catch up. You can't just be like, <laughs> it just be like, so I got uh, an agenda. <laughs> so, hey, you remember, uh, you remember Palmer? Yeah, we're doing a podcast now and we want to reuse the show that we made 20 years ago. Oh, we can't. Thanks. Bye. Like, oh, my God. Whoa, that will be 20 years next year. Oh, my yeah. God. <laughs> That's wild. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we'll post that. Show. It's, it's, it's. It might get blocked on YouTube because it's so many clips, but who cares? Oh, yeah. But it's all like De Niro or Walken. It is a great show. It's a God, great It episode. might just be those two actors, I feel like. <laughs> <laughs> is that possible? <laughs> no, because the, I think he does have a Kaitel scene in there. Um, it's, I mean, <laughs> yeah, just like, I don't know. We gotta, gonna we gotta, I'm going to watch that episode when you post it because I, that oh, is exciting. Yeah. That's exciting. I mean, uh, it's great scenes. I mean, that's like they have the scene in the Deer Hunter with a young Walken, and uh, this is this Walken. Yes, yeah. this is not something else. He's and then Walken at the end of he's like, "What's the matter with you?" <laughs> 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 uh, and they got the true romance with uh, Dennis Hopper. Oh yeah, 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 scene. yeah, that's in there. Yeah, we'll have, to post, <laughs> we'll have to post that show. That's a good. That's a good. Episode. Yeah, I make note of that. 
Of course, you can watch all of the Palmer's Picks we've so far posted on the Long Walk Short Drink YouTube page if you go to that segment, Palmer's Picks, towards the bottom. Unfortunately. What have we got to do to get a, a unique URL on YouTube? Don't you need, like... One of the, you need at least 100 subscribers. Oh, at least we have, 100? Uh, yeah. Oh, well, we, we got to have... do a push. We, gotta, we can get 100 subscribers on YouTube if we do a push. Yeah, help us out, people. Yeah, subscribe on YouTube. <laughs> Because then we could say go to youtube.com slash LWSD. That's right. And then it'll be really easy. Now, instead of saying go to youtube.com slash XBW. <laughs> it's long. <yeah>. Hashtag 3YZ0. <laughs> I don't know what it is. I, like, don't it's, go to that URL. That no could idea. be anything. Like, <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> but uh, no, that YouTube page, man. Go there. There's all, time, all those WCTV shows that we posted up till now. We've posted some cabin videos up till or some cabin era videos, not like videos of the cabin. Um, you can spot the cabin in there. Yeah. yeah. And I, uh, I put, I post a lot of the shorter stuff like that on uh, Twitter, but maybe someday, especially once we get a website and stuff like that, we'll, we'll host that kind of thing someplace a little bit more private. Cause, um, yeah, some of some, I like, I'm happy to share with uh, the listeners of the show, but not necessarily have people stumble upon it that are, we haven't talked to in 20 years and be like, hey, <laughs> right, what the F? What the F? Right. The F? On YouTube. I've encountered a little bit of that. It's never fun. <laughs> uh, I've been on the other side of that. Uh, but yeah, where I post stuff and you're like, whoa. <laughs> whoa no, no, no. Not you. Other, peop- other people who I've done projects with trying to revive those projects ah uh, like <laughs> yes you have decades later <laughs> when i am on a totally different trajectory with my life um yeah yes. shit we can't talk about that i know because I know. It, it will end up on so double d's list and then it will end up oh. Posted somewhere, and uh, then we'll have to. Then, then there's no taking it back. So, yeah. what oh. uh, what you did post recently from long ago? Yes. Uh, oh, let's talk about that. Maybe you can tell us about that. Yeah, that was a great surprise for me this week. Uh, this is one of the reasons why I like kind of being a little bit behind because I get to hear all the stuff that I talk about or that we talk about that needs to happen. But I'm drunk, and I leave here, and I eat another piece of cake when we're done recording, and then usually go into a food coma because I order the big deal from Cousin Vinny's and, like, pig out on cake and, and Cousin Vinny's and pass out. And then for, by the next morning, I forget all the stuff that I'm supposed to do. And so listening to these episodes in hindsight, I get to hear all those things, and now I'm trickling them out as i'm remembering some of that stuff so one of the things that came up and this is also a good segue because um for those of us for those of you who are following us on twitter at lwsd pod you'll notice we have a new follower in there who is i'm trying i, I want to get the name right yeah it was carefully chosen yeah it was very marvelous. very 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 carefully chosen so it was uh let me see. I feel like okay. When you once you say what it is, I'll I'll say what I'm so thinking. It's at L W S T I F F D P U M P S. So that's L W <laughs> Stiff D Pumps. <laughs> um, 
we talked about the picture of pumps. That's Cabin Kid Pumps' uh, uh, Twitter handle, so be sure to follow him as well for any shenanigans he might be up to regarding a long walk short drink. I think where this is just starting, by the way. Like the, the, his uh we, we have his him entry he, in the... he already started commenting and stuff. Did uh, he really? Oh, <laughs> oh that's great. Yeah. Oh that's too fun. What cracks me up is like I'm he's got a LWSD pumps could not have been taken. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. So he made that choice. Yeah. To be yeah. like I'm gonna be a stiff D pumps. <laughs> and so um but so in the <laughs> sorry first thing he does is make make mention uh oh no i thought he was making fun of me in a more uh aggressive way he says dave talks about boy with no mention of eagle versus shark or what uh what we do in the shadows sad i have not seen either of those movies though well, i must I said what we do in the shadows we i, I wanted to do a New Zealand comedy horror trilogy episode because oh. there's three really good New Zealand comedy horror movies. What we do in the shadows is one of them. Um, I can't think of the other two. I, like Deathgasm, I think is one of them. <laughs> I'm and, remembering talking about this now. <laughs> yeah, Deathgasm, and then the other one is. I can't think of that. It's 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 about a girl who's on house arrest and the house is haunted, oh, and uh, like all the shenanigans that like go on. And she, she has to go back and live with her parents, and it's like her house growing up, and like she thinks that she has this like passage, like this pathway or uh, this connection to the like afterlife. But there's shenanigans that happen. It's a really great movie. It's really funny. But I feel like um, Peter Jackson like established this legacy in New Zealand because like his early movies, um, like Bad Taste, uh, those are those like comedy horror mashups, you know. Um, and so these these are three um, post Peter Jackson comedy horror mashups from New Zealand that I think are really doing well to like maintain that legacy. So. Uh, you would absolutely love what we do in the shadows, though. It's like uh, I'm excited. It's like the real world meets Interview with a Vampire. Jesus! Yeah, <laughs> that's fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> I have seriously been thinking about ordering seasons of the Real World on DVD. <laughs> <laughs> Like the first one, uh, like season one, yeah. I was thinking about getting. I think the only season I would want would be the season with Puck in it because I. Yeah, like, that's a good one too. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, I I watched that show loyally for the first few years, and I don't know what got me thinking about it, but I was <laughs> I looked it up and DVDs do exist, so yeah, so, so probably only a matter of time. To, Real World meets Interview with the Vampire. Okay, sorry, so we to, I we were totally derailed. Yeah, back to pumps. I heard in one of the episodes I'm catching up on, it came up again, the picture that I swore was in the book, but it's not. The, it's in my book. It's in my photo album of pumps slamming another cabin kid's nuts into a flagpole like over his shoulder. So I found that picture and tweeted that out. I found the picture I refer I talk about a couple times a party that cabin kid Steiner and Twinkie were at with me 
where we watched your first version <laughs> of the crow in high school our freshman year i found some pictures from that party um also and tweeted a couple of those out like i tweeted yeah. one out the only one i had a steiner had his high school girlfriend at the time on his lap and and so like that she has a star over her face because i didn't yeah I, I didn't feel like reaching. I didn't. I didn't want to do the. Hey, I haven't talked to you in twenty five years. I want to put your face on the internet. Like, uh, so I start out her face. So you can see like a sliver of Steiner's face. Uh, there's yeah, a I totally recognize him. Of me and Twinkie with a girl uh, in between, like in the like in the like middle ground. Twinkie's in the foreground, and I'm in the yeah. background. She's uh, making out with herself. And she's I guess. making out with herself. We like that's how smooth we are. It's so funny because Twinkie's kind of doing it too. It yeah. looks like. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then, and you're watching the girl like, oh. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> and this so, was something you did regularly at these parties, <laughs> or, oh, or do no, you remember this? Is this? Like the, uh, um, this is like the first. So I had a group. I I hung out with a group of friends, which I don't want to say. I don't want to to make it sound bad, but like so that that kid's house that that party was at uh we partied hard like really hard in middle like even in middle school we were doing a lot like drinking regularly mm -hmm. you know and um s smoking like we smoked cigarettes all the time and as like as much as we could we didn't do any drugs we just drank a lot and smoked and as we started to get into high school we had one of those parties and i got really super drunk and threw up and was in like freaked out and was worried I was going to become my dad, become an alcoholic. And so I went this like I went the next like so many years until I met up with the cabin kids. I still hung out with that group of friends like in that group of friends like blossomed. And they all in around partying and mm -hmm. and I was like sober all the time at those parties while everybody else like got schwazied because that first party like very early on. I got hammered and threw up and got really paranoid. So I just didn't drink anymore. And it got, it really started to get old and I'm, you know, and we just kind of, I parted for, like, I parted ways a little bit with that group. I still, of course, talk to those people all the time, but that's when I kind of like in that transition time is when I met up with the cabin kids. And so that party yeah, we did do parties at that house a lot, but um, Steiner and Twinkie didn't come to very many of those hmm. um, because once we really started going in high school, once that that house really started going in high school, it really just became like we were just drinking all the time and uh, not drinking all the time. But it was the it was in as far as my class goes, it was like one of the houses you could go to where you knew you could drink, you know, so. Yeah, yeah. And like, it's not like we partied every weekend, but we had regular parties, you know, and like, yeah, that's, and that's kind of what I think a lot of people's high school experience probably was. Yeah. <laughs> I, and, so I understand. <laughs> so, um, but that's, that's that house. And so I wondered if that was, yeah. Cause I was trying to extrapolate that, the, the thing, whole thing with the TV against the wall and then the ca couch to its right as, as you're looking at it, like reminded me of when you lived in the basement oh, of, yeah. of your mom's house and stuff. And so I, yeah. um, 
I was like, is that what that looked like before he built all the other stuff? But okay, so this is someone else's house. Yeah, this was... Yeah. And, and then the, the idea to me that this gathering of people also watched that thing that I made is so bizarre and awesome. It's uh, crazy, right? Yeah, yeah. Wow, it's <laughs> 1995. Twinkie looks the same. <laughs> exactly the same. <laughs> I think his hair is actually thicker, this son of a bitch. Like, <laughs> I know. <laughs> That's so funny. I mean, thicker now, not thicker back then. Like, it, no, like, yeah, of course, yeah. Son of a bitch. He's probably, <laughs> he's probably just running around Denver just like with his crowbar and his like jeans and no shirt, just like <laughs> yeah, beating the was... shit out of people. Just like... <laughs> One of these days we're going to wake up and we're going to like, <laughs> we're going to turn on the news and we're going to be like, so. This just in uh, new reporting that Denver has become a wasteland, a no man's land and one lone survivor. Uh, it's a young man. Uh, we can see here. Uh, it looks like we have a mullet and jeans and a crowbar. That's all we can see. That's all we can make out. Uh, man, that guy. <laughs> I'm gonna I wanna make a post apocalyptic movie starring Twinkie in the mullet. That's what I wanna oh, do. Oh, that'd be great. I was totally thinking some kind of Mad Max vibe yeah. there. One of the I've talked about it on the show before, but one of the podcasts I listen to, I, I think my pumps and maybe Logan? Maybe just Logan. I don't know. Some some of the other guys listen to it as well, called The Fighter and the Kid, and it's um it's a retired UFC fighter, uh Brendan Schaub. I think is how you say his last name. I see Ash. Oh. <laughs> and uh, and then a comedian that I really like called Brian Callen. And they talk about fighting and stuff, but they also just talk about bullshit. And uh, yeah. it's, it's a very fun dynamic. But uh, I brought that up <laughs> because I got distracted when I saw Ash. Shit. What? Oh, no. Oh, yes. That's where I was going with it. At a certain point, uh, it says a tremendously popular podcast and uh, they have a very large following. And oftentimes people will make ads for the show, like the episodes that or or for they do live shows as well. Not that are podcasts, but like kind of comedy nights, I guess. Yeah. And uh, they will they'll take a poster uh, from a movie and replace the faces with their faces or do some kind of spin on it. Right. And so I was starting to imagine, uh, yeah, like Mad Max, any of the Mad Max films with like Twinkie's face in it. Oh, I just man. want to have better Photoshop skills to pull this off. Now I have to, <laughs> I'm going to have to write a short, I think. Oh, yes. We'll write a short and then we'll go out for a summer project. Not this summer. I didn't think it'll be too soon this summer, but maybe summer of 19, we can take a two-week vacation and go out to the desert and shoot a post-apocalyptic <laughs> movie with Twinkie. With Twinkie, Twinkie. Don't, just keep it up on the mullet, Twinkie. <laughs> don't cut the mullet at all. Oh, uh, yeah. Like, just let it we keep growing <laughs> and keep your calendar open in the summer of 2019 because <laughs> uh, we're going to make a post-apocalyptic oh, I can't even say it. I've said it too many times. Post-apocalyptic movie. Oh, Easy man. for you to say. Yeah. That's... yeah. <laughs> oh, I like it. <laughs> that's going to be great. I can't wait. <laughs> I, I want to start doing those posts. No. I, well, I do want to start doing those posters. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that'd be amazing. We got to find With our own JCVD thing, movies We can't do movie posters because yeah. they do their thing. They, that's their thing. 
We should That's do true. our own thing. We'll come up with our own thing. That's good. Um, oh, speaking of this, uh, I don't know if it's speaking of either, but I was still looking at the Twitter page. Uh, I posted on the Twitter page the, a link to where you can listen to the LWSD soundtrack, which is something that I pulled together and gave to the cast members when we met up in uh, Des Moines. But it uh, it's essentially... Uh, for the, well, I don't know if it was a full year, but for, for a good long while, uh, um, Moto was killing himself to basically score each of the shows <laughs> with um, music that was somehow commenting on what we were doing. And a lot of it was very like, he has such an insight to and, uh, to all of the history that we talk about in terms of our, our private lives and even the show, because he's so familiar with the show through editing it and stuff. So it, um, you know, people have themes, <laughs> um, of course the long walk, short drink theme is on there. And, um, and so we weave that together into a kind of a, a mixtape of sorts uh, that you can listen to, uh, on, a, on mixcloud.com slash D O L records. And, uh, if you go to that link or go to our Twitter, you can see it. And, uh, it was fun. I had fun putting that together. And it's Apropos fantastic. Nothing, but yeah. <laughs> oh, thanks. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm just awesome. staring at that now. Yeah, I've been meaning no. to do that for a while and it's finally done, but, uh, yeah. So, and yeah, that old Twitter page is, is, is coming in handy with the, uh, the old photo. I like you created that new hashtag of LWSD history. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> I can't wait to add more to that. Well, I think that, um, that's going to be, I going through that notebook, I found there is, um, a whole series of photos from, us shooting the intro to um, WPLMR. Um, wait, uh, wait, do you mean the mind of Philip with when we had the sixteen millimeter camera or Palmer's oh, picks? Because PLMR yeah. was the podcast. Oh yeah, Palmer's picks. I'm sorry, Jesus. Oh really? Did I use? The, did I wear the horsefly shirt at the in the intro to Palmer's oh, that, picks or to uh, mind of Philip? That was mine to Philip. Yeah. Okay, yeah. so th- I have a whole series of photos from us shooting that intro. Oh, cool. I have some, but they're not... Oh, that's great. Um, that's I really have, cool. I have that whole series of photos, like I said, that I call the last cabin night, um, which isn't even yeah. a cabin. But that was like the last time that the whole group, I felt like... It was before the first person left for college or the military. Or, it was the last chance that we all had to be together. Yeah, once you said once you said that in the, in the text, I, I think I equated it to a certain moment in the one video where... Cause there's, there's a shot from that night, and it was in Sharon's center, right? That uh, I believe it's that gazebo. gazebo, and the sheriff showed up that night. Do you remember? And like we told him <laughs> that it was like the last night no. that we had to all be together, and he's like, "All right, don't get in trouble. Like, don't." Oh, don't really? Yeah. Oh. And he left. He didn't make us leave or anything. He was kind of cool about it. We used to get in so much trouble for just hanging out in yeah. places or taking pictures in places, rather. Oh yeah. my god. Yeah. Um. Yeah. There's a moment where. Uh, Pumps is standing on top of something and saluting and it's so iconic to me is because I don't know what he could have been standing on but he essentially looks like a statue yeah. because he's elevated like that and in that place like that's what a statue and of course it was right before he went into the military and um, and then t- there's a shot of Twinkie walking away in uh, like a long coat and he didn't move away though, or did he go someplace? It, it felt um, like a well, goodbye. He did, go, he did go to. He went to. Yeah, because he didn't. 
he didn't join the the church until after the fact, right? Like, I think he went to college. I think he went to Akron or something. Yeah. It wasn't no, I think you're right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I came across too. Well, no, I want to hear more about this photo book that I'll mention my LWS history. Um, well, I, I mean, this it's is just a whole that. photo album of, of oh, some yeah, I have a whole photo album that that's just full of like crap from that era. There's like, oh, my, you should just like spring my, shit on us from time my, to time. My, <laughs> I love it. <laughs> birthday party. There's a birthday party in there where I have like the Coca Cola kid cake on there. There's poker night pictures oh. in there. There's Halloween party oh. pictures, like our, like the, Blair Witch Party pictures in there. Oh yeah, I that was I dropped the ball. I was going to post that on Halloween this year, and I forgot uh, yeah. to post that. Um, there's just a ton of stuff in these photo albums, and I found this amazing app that Google put out. That's called Photo Scanner. I think is what it's called. Really? I was wondering if you just snapped a photo or, photo or what. Photo scan is what it's is what it's called. So this Very app is cool. really so we, you can play the learning from the internet theme uh, yes. right before this. Learning, learning from, from the, the internet. internet. Ever wish you knew how to do something? Bored with your current station in life and want to change directions? Ever wonder how the hell to learn a new hobby? Then get off your ass and grab that supercomputer out of your pocket. The internet is filled with people just living for views and clicks. They want to trade their knowledge for exposure. So, Palmer is on a mission to prove that with access to YouTube and Google, you can learn how to do anything. So join him as he... Learns from, from the, the internet. internet. <laughs> so, this app is called PhotoScan. It's put out by Google, and you basically you it. There's. I'm trying to figure out if there's a way I can get back to the tutorial for it. But you see how there's like it looks like your normal camera, right? Mm -hmm. Um. But you so you would hold that over the picture and you press the button like you would normally take your picture oops stop oh yeah. wait it showed it all right so do you see those see those dots on there yeah um i'm trying to see like i can see at least one they're like ar if you did it over the picture do you see those like hovering right there? oh it's low no uh just kind of up up and closer to you <sighs> No, oh yeah. Oh, and then I went. I started. I saw something. <laughs> Let me just do this. And then. Oh yeah, yeah. Like it, it almost looks like a dice. Uh, yeah. Thank you, Will. So the, it will put those dots. Jeez. Um, it will put those dots on the picture. So I I took my notebook and opened it to a blank page and put the picture on that. So it definitely knew where the corners were of the photo. Oh yeah. And then you move the camera over those dots, and it it basically will compile those pictures together into one awesome version of that picture. Whoa. So I use my camera, my photo, my phone camera to get a scanner quality scan of That's great. that picture. So, and it took 30 seconds and then I had it in my phone saved to my camera roll and I could do anything that you would could do with a normal picture in your camera roll. Like I tweeted those from my phone. Like, sure. Yeah. You know, what was that app again? A uh, photo scan. 
this was actually i should have told you about this sooner because i know your notebook like you could digitize your notebooks like you could digitize a notebook probably in an hour if you just went from like photo to photo and like you know yeah did that i had this beautiful um like professional grade printer scanner that i got like two years ago the bride got it for me and it just up and died a few weeks ago in this bizarre way where you it started up and an error came up they're like you have to call if you know power down power back up if it doesn't come back up you have to call the manufacturer and yeah so and then i drove it like an hour away and they told me essentially it's going to cost four hundred dollars to fix this thing which of course is more than the printer is worth yeah i'm like god damn it um so i'm glad to hear this because when i thought more about it it's like yeah i want to printer but more than that i want a scanner so this will do in the meantime yeah well especially if you're doing photos and then like i said i took um so i have i have my notebook here oh that's big just went to a blank white page and put my i did and i didn't tape it or do anything obviously if your photos curled or whatever you'd want to like straighten it out but i just laid it on there and used that thing and it Hmm. i mean you see the pictures on twitter that's what they look like yeah, they look great. That's that's terrific. Yeah. Well, I, I certainly would love to see more from that uh, from that notebook. So I think just periodically, I'm just going to do a, a LWSD history. That if it doesn't have to do with the cabin, um, but you still want a way to reference or to easily hashtag it. I think even the cabin stuff. Um, I I don't know. Maybe I would yeah, I hashtag that like LWSD cabin. cabin. Yeah. Yeah. I was just checking that. Oh yeah, there's some stuff. So um, that's, that's awesome. It's good to hear learning from the internet. <laughs> yeah. I actually might, there might be another, well, it's more of my Palmer's pleasure. Than, uh, oh, hit me with it. Yeah, I'm ready. Uh, well, no, as another learning from the internet, essentially, but we don't have to do that right this second. Um, I'm trying to think, well, I guess I, I guess we could do a Palmer's pleasure. You got a Dave Diggs? Uh, I think the room would probably be mine. <laughs> I can, oh, really? I can look that trailer up. Uh, but yeah, tell me. All right, um, tell so, me what you got. Right. Um. Well, it, it, another segment, I guess, to replace the um, smoking stats. Oh yeah, would be. Uh, I I guess this is kind of growth for 2018. Is just um, instead of smoking stats, we would check in on like what my what action steps I've completed since the last check in on my goals. Right. Yeah, that's a great idea. And so we're calling um, that health stats or, or um, I just, I don't, I don't know, like 2018, like action steps. That's what I would call it. Cause like I have goals that aren't just about my health. Like I have goals like to start the empire, the long walk, short drink empire. Oh yes. Like, yeah. Um, yeah. We should, we should come up. Action yeah. steps is good. Yeah. Yeah. Something, something I, like I love that. it. I was going to ask you about some of that, but I was like, ah, it's been two weeks. No, <laughs> so, but I mean, you have to start going on it. Right. And so, yeah. um, so I mean, like part of that, like I got my like. Oh yes, the subtle like, art. Not like I started. <laughs> I have not gotten that far in it, but so far, like so far, I've read this and I've went like. I, the reason I haven't gotten so far in it is because I've only kept it in the bathroom. I need to pull it out of the bathroom <laughs> and actually commit some time into finishing it. But the, the little it's bit, awesome. the little bit that I have read though, uh, uh which is funny because I don't. I don't waste time in the bathroom. Like I go in, I poop <laughs> yeah. and I get out, you know, like, yeah. <laughs> uh, so usually by the time I just find where I left off, I'm like, okay, in time to do, we're done pooping now. 
Um, <laughs> but the couple times that where I have stayed in and read it, I go downstairs and I look at Ash and I'm like, babe, you need to read that book. It is going to wreck your world. Uh, <laughs> but I, I mean, I'm, I'm of course, I'm like, like I, I don't know yet. I, initially, oh, it's the impression I'm getting, but like, it is very, it is very. Um, it's the same thing with like the easy way to stop smoking by Alan Carr that I read when I was cr- trying to quit smoking. A lot of it is stuff that you already know so far. It's just really reassuring to see it like put in print and that somebody else. Uh, it's validating to know that somebody else not only sees it that way, but like they were able to publish talking about seeing it that way. So, which is yeah. reassuring. So I uh, started that. That's one action step. I started shave my head and my beard. That was another action step to like initiate the, um, the changes. Um, is that a little bit of a reminder to you as well? Like you see your, yeah, your, your, yes. your, you d- look different and you're like, Hey, that's yeah. That's like a reminder to do everything. All of those things. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Uh, that's that's true. Uh, that I, and, uh, that's very true. Um, let's see here. What else did I have? Close. I'm just looking at my goals. I'm just looking up the. I was going to do the audibletrial.com <laughs> and list that uh, that book again. The subtle art of not giving a fuck. Yeah. <laughs> that's such By, a great title. Mark Manson. Mark Manson. <laughs> That's a cool name too. Oh yeah. Uh, so let's see here. Oh, uh, so the woodshop one is what I'm going to talk about is my Palmer's pleasure. Oh, good. I was literally just yeah. thinking about that today or yesterday. I was like, I wonder if Palmer has worked in his um, woodshop. Oh, oh, other action steps. I have. So I sent you the new mock-up for the logo. I have some ideas yeah. with that. Uh. So nobody else gets to see this, but we can talk about it. Kind of, <laughs> I sent it out to Double D just for him to see it too. Uh, but I'll bring it up. Yeah, bring it up so that we, um, I can talk to you about what I'm. So I got some feedback from a graphic designer at my job. Really? Yeah, at my job. And the first That's great. So I sent her this, and I was just like, "Can I just get some feedback on this logo?" And she, uh, it was on like a instant message service that was like an inner office instant message. I sent it to mm-hmm. her and said that because she had asked, she's like, so you're still doing your podcast? Like she, we had crossed paths at lunch and I told her, oh yeah. And I said, actually, I'm working on some stuff for that today and I would love to get your feedback on that. She's like, yeah, send it my way. So um, I sent it to her and she kept, you know how like when you text or whatever, and you can see when they're typing in somewhere. Sure, like yeah. it lets you know they're typing. Yeah. And then it lets you know when they stop typing. Like you can see when they stop typing, you know? And so oh, if they, I like, don't know if I knew that. If they if they type for a little bit and then they stop and then nothing comes in, like they obviously deleted whatever they had been typing, right? And yeah. so it kept doing <laughs> yeah. that, like where it would it would like look like it was, she was typing for a while and then it would stop and then it looked like she was typing and then it stopped. <laughs> and I finally it was like I just got up and went over to her cube and I'm like <laughs> You're not gonna hurt. You're not gonna hurt my feelings. Like, seriously. Like, like I. That's why I want the feedback. And she's like, "Oh no!" And I looked at her screen, and she had like a a big thing of text, like talking about it in there. That she she here she had just been pausing to like gather her thoughts. But yeah. the first word she's like, she's like, I have to tell you, she's like, just looking at this, just looking at it. 
and she like points to all these wedges, mm-hmm. you know? She's like, just looking at this, I want to know what you guys are about. She's like, this is really she's like, this is a really strong, it's really strong. Oh, that's nice. So that so that action step, I got the I did the did that logo. I shopped around. I really like those two sites that I sent you, one for the online store and one for the website design. Yeah, I thought that was great. Does the online store I could one thing I couldn't find for the online store quickly was if it allowed for people to order the designs and have them shipped to them directly? Or yes, I think that's it how does. it works. Yeah. Awesome. I figured. So basically what all we'll end up doing is putting a URL to our storefront there. Yeah. Um, we go in. Uh, so this was some of the stuff, too, that I wanted to talk to you about. Uh, I have a couple ideas for some really awesome merchant, some awesome merchandise. But I, I really like there's a there's a million different things that you can put your logo on. I really think like mouse pads, ball caps, T-shirts like. Yeah, I think those are like I think shot glasses would be good for a long walk short drink for oh, the yeah. square because it's a short drink. Yeah. <laughs> um, um, and but that's all like, like pint glasses, shot glasses. And um, wait, there was one more thing that I was thinking that we would sweatband (laughs) oh koozies yeah yeah, that's perfect yeah um yeah so not that not not a ton of merchandise up front but i have this um uh and then we would do very like so do a logo on all of those things then also have the long walk short drink the blank whatever it is so long walk short drink the (laughs) strap shirt long walk short drink the shot glass like all that stuff um, I love it. <laughs> I have this idea for a shirt though that's just like it's the it's the lyrics from the theme on there, or it's like uh, long walk. So it would say long walk, fucking short <laughs> drink, and then I want the <laughs> DRI to wrap around. Oh, that's great! On the back, so that when it comes on the back, it ends here, and then dot, and then yeah, like <laughs> like on the back. That's great. Um, I love it. So, uh, gonna get that rolling. So I got those action steps. I haven't like that's. that's I, I, so I've decided on those two sites. That's as far as I got with that stuff. Uh, the logo was as far as I got with any of the graphic stuff that I wanted to do yet. That actually, so that's the, that's a lot in two weeks. <laughs> long walk, short drink, um, goal. What else do I have? On Jesus. Um, finances. Uh, Ash and I are doing okay. We're on track with that. Uh, got my self improvement book that I'm working on for January. Have not started any writing stuff yet, and then so for my Palmer's pleasure, um, I have not. I have not, like been in my wood shop but i've been doing so um i wrote out all the action steps that i was aware of at this point i know there will be other action steps that i need to accomplish that i'm not aware of yet that as i'm going through and trying to work towards my goals that i'll be aware of and i will add those as action steps but i i spent a day where i just went through all of these goals and i was just like just a bulleted list of you need to do this and 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 this for those things to happen and uh two or one of the big things for my wood shop that was preventing me from completing projects 
Well, the major being that it needs organized, which I'm still working on. But then the second thing was I had a couple tools that I need to make so that I can do some projects that I want to get done. Um, and so I, I spent the last two weeks working, like rediscovering this program that I use called um, SketchUp, hmm. which is like a 3D rendering program. Here's another learning from the internet. So this is my <laughs> Palmer's pleasure is the is the program SketchUp. It's free. There is now an online component, which they don't really tell you how to find the downloadable versions. Uh, but they're there if you need to know and like just hit me up at LWSD pod on Twitter and I will uh, I'll be sure to show you that how to find the downloadable versions, the legit downloadable versions of SketchUp. But there's also a web-based version that you can do everything online and it will save all of your SketchUps like in the cloud and you can access them from any computer. You just go to the website and log into your account and then you get them. Um, so this program, which I'm going to switch to a screen share. Oh. Your entire screen share. Okay. Uh, so I should be sharing now and now it's probably an infinity window no okay oh you, I, oh they say <laughs> you short yeah. the infinity window <laughs> infinity window um so this is this is what sketchup looks like um which is just uh wait i'm going to switch to this so that it stays on me remind me remind me to um undo that so that it goes back to cameraman oh yeah um so this is this is SketchUp, and so uh, I love this program because I am a novice woodworker. Um, I'm just I'm I'm just learning, and so uh, I realized when I started building my workshop that I was going to waste a lot of lumber and money learning. And that I needed to find that was starting to get discouraging. And so I stumbled across this program that basically essentially lets me do anything I would do in my wood shop so I can figure out all of my cuts and everything before I actually cut any actual wood. Um, oh, nice. Yeah. That what's it? Uh, measure twice, cut once. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. So let me um, let me go here so i'm just gonna i'm just gonna take and let's say i'm gonna draw this rectangle right here and suppose we want that to be a two by four so we'll say um if you look down here in the in down here in this corner you'll see that it's seven feet oh yeah um eight foot five and sixteenths inches and one foot right I mm -hmm. want to change that though to a two by four length. So I'm going to make that uh, 96 inches long. And then I want to make it three and a half inches wide. Okay. Mm -hmm. And then if we zoom in, now I have a two dimensional rectangle. And I want to make that a two by four. So that needs to be an inch and a half tall. So I'm going to go through and I can take this tool and then I can move this 1.5 inches 
<laughs> you look, now I have a two by four. Oh, wow. Right? Yeah. And if I want to, um, like, let's suppose down on this, suppose on this corner I wanted to do a miter cut. Um, I could do component. And then suppose I wanted to do like a um, a forty five degree angle. Uh, I could go here to my tape measure, and we can go. And I'm gonna go draw a line, and then I can take this, and now. I have a miter cut on the end of that two by four. You see that? Yeah. So yeah, I can. Yeah. Okay. So I, that's a really, like, really, really, like, quick introduction to what SketchUp is. But now let me show you what you can do with SketchUp. In working with this program, I, prior to discovering this program, I had built these. Uh, so this is a, this is a copy of, oops, shit. This is a copy of my workbench, which um, I'll have oh. to tweet pictures of that out. Oh, I built, oh yeah, I'd like I, to see that. I built three of these, and what? I built them all prior to, um, I built them all prior to knowing what Inkscape was. So there are three of these right now that exist in my basement. Uh, you that, have three workbenches? Uh, yeah, so these are modular. The, the the reason I designed these this way was so that these holes here are the size of a two by four. So you, oh. can, if I um, tools view, component. Where's the what? No, cancel. Close. Insert component. Where is that at? See, I'm still learning this program. Sorry. Oh, that's uh, yeah. I can't begin to. <laughs> I close. I close this pane out over here that where that button was, and now I can't. I can't figure it out. Oh, I hate. Uh, that. <laughs> so I hate that sort of thing. Yeah. Um. Section planes. File component. Edit. Ah. Anyways. Uh, but basically, you can take two of these and, and butt them side by side, and put oh. a piece of two by four in between those, in between the two, and then you use this is a bolt hole. You use that bolt to run that through the two by four on both of the tables, and then it locks them together. So then you're two by four. You put two two by four tables together long ways, and you'd end up having a two by eight foot long table, right? Or if yeah. you put them uh, long, like the long sides together, you'd have a four foot by four foot. And if you put four of them together, then you would have a an eight foot by eight foot table, right? Hmm. Or an yeah. eight foot by four foot table. And so uh, that was the whole reason I have such a small space downstairs in my basement that I needed to be able to move it around if I needed to. And there's wheels on the bottom of them, so they roll. Oh, nice. And so uh, I built three of these, and that's the bulk of my wood shop. And so I, um, I've been building tools that center around these benches. Um, like I built a, uh, do you know what, uh, 
you know what a compound miter saw is? Or a I do saw? not. I do not, but uh, I'm going to make note of that and, you know, and say you know, it in front of my father-in-law. <laughs> you know what it is. You would know what it is if you saw it. It's one of those saws that like the blade spins really fast and it's like on a lever and they like push down and it cuts the wood when they push it down. Uh, I can't quite picture, but, but I'm, I, you're probably right. I'm sure I've seen it at some point. Um, so uh, I built a thing that a, a, a little stand that bolts into one side of a table here. Can you see my mouse when I move it? Like, I do. Yeah, it's cool. It bolts into one side of the table over here into these holds. And then the table that the miter saw sits on. And then you bolt another table into the other side of that thing. And then it turns the, the it's called zero clearance where I could slide a board all the way across the bench. That's over here across the saw onto the other bench. And it, and it, it's all the same plane. So oh. it, it like the it makes it really easy and nice to like cut wood in this thing. Um, yeah. But anyways, I build tools around these benches. So I had two tools that I need for the projects that I have planned. One of them is a table saw and one of them is a planer so that I can get a group of boards that I'm going to glue all together the same level all the way across. All right. Yeah. And so... I took, once I built my benches inside this program, they're like objects that I can just quickly add. I don't need to rebuild them every time. I, I can I can take in like a rubber stamp, just add another one of these benches so that I can start working with it. Oh. So if I go, if we go down here, this is my, this is one of the benches with the table saw design in it. So oh, is this, this is what you mean by building tools off of the benches? Right. So if we look, um, like if I go and go here, uh, this is me. Actually, we can go this way. So if I go and select this and that and move, I can take this and slide this out. And then you'll see how this works. So there's these two posts right here. Yeah. They slide into the table, into the bench, into those holes. They match up to those yeah. holes right there. And then I'll, I'll drop a bolt down, and then it locks this tool onto that bench. And when I'm done using the table saw, I can take this off and store this piece, and I still have a bench for something else, right? Oh, sure. Yeah. Um, so this hole that's right here, I have a table saw, uh, like a contractor's table saw. It's really small that will fit inside this hole that makes it then this big. That's as big as this like bench, right? Well, yeah. And, and this is going to be my fence that I'm going to, that you would use. So let me show you how this works. This is the other reason why I like this program is because once you, once you learn the program, you can really make your models function. So if we look like this board is going to be attached and then it has this 90 degree, this like 45 degree angle here. Mm -hmm. And that's so the fence will lock into that angle. You see how it slides? Oh, yes, yes. Right? And then you see in the top of the frame, you see how the fence um, moves too? Mm -hmm. So if I move, if I pull this in like this, go here. Sorry, it's all 3D space, so it's really awkward to maneuver it sometimes. No, it's, it's kind of impressive oh. that you can do it. Um. So I, I slid the fence over 
it's probably easier if I do it like this. So like Ooh. so it would basically function like this, right? And then when I want to lock it, I'm going to put a little lever in here and that lever will push against this board right here and it will lock it in place. And then I can use the table saw like the blade will be right here basically. Yeah. And I can use and run my work right up against this piece of wood, right? <laughs> so I made that. Something yeah. vaguely sexual about that freeze. <laughs> I'm, I'm, well, a, another action step that I completed with the wood shop thing is I decided I'm going to make a show, like a, a small um, show where I'm going to record myself making these projects in my wood shop. Oh, outstanding. And put them yeah. on my YouTube channel. That's I'm, terrific. I'm, I'm going to call it um, My Wood or, <laughs> wood or something like that. Like, yes. That's great. So. Oh, man. Um, <laughs> terrific that's so cool but the whole thing slides so if i go like oh, oh. let me see oh yeah so if i it, it locks basically so that lever will be there and it'll move forward and then that lets me move it in and out yeah, and then when I push that lever down, it'll move back into place up against those things, and then it's good to go, and it'll be locked in place because there's one up there and here. So this is all theory. This is all concept, right? I have to build yeah. this now and make sure it works. I don't know if it's going to work. <laughs> yeah. Um. So that's the table saw, and then this is the planer table that I made. So these, it's basically three pieces. There's the there's two of these pieces right here. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to have knobs on here. I just, it's just so intensive to like build that stuff in here, but I'm going to put a knob and then cut a channel in this. So basically these two rails right here can raise up or be flush. They can be as low as flush with the tabletop and be raised. I think I have this right now. It'll go all the way up to like uh, 20 inches tall. Right. Hmm. And then, um, this thing right here, this piece, basically will run on those rails. Do you, um, let me zoom in right here. You see this right here? How it like falls mm -hmm. around? Yeah. Those rails. So what that does is if, say I put like, I, I, I glue five boards together and they're not going to be perfectly flat across those five boards, right? Mm -hmm. Um. And so if you have a planer, like a, a thickness planer, it's really easy. You just feed the boards into the thickness planer and it shaves them down to the thickness that you want it to be, right? Um, I don't have, they're really expensive though. They're like the cheapest ones are like, even on Craigslist are like $200. Oh. So <clears throat> what I'm going to do is I'm going to build this where this piece basically will ride on those There, I gotta keep highlighting it. We'll ride on those rails like this. Oh yeah, right. And then inside this, what I'll put is my router. There'll be another channel cut in this that will allow a router bit to fall down in that, and I can slide my router. The thing that sucks is you can only do an inch at a time because the biggest router bit that I can find is one inch. But you basically one inch at a time. I'll slide that down and go. I'll do an inch and then slide it down and do another inch. 
And as I move down my workpiece, it will flatten. It keeps the router at the same height so that it ends up leveling all those boards to that same thickness because the bit will stay the same height the whole way across. Does that make sense? Well, and as much as, uh, yeah, uh, okay. as it can. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I took those two pieces. I took those two pieces, the table saw and the router fence. And then you need to know like how much lumber you need to buy for those things. So these are the like these are my cut lists, which I was able to take and I print those. I, oh, I basically it's... took all of the boards and you lay them flat and it lets me know like so this is a sheet of of um three quarter, I think yeah. So that's three quarter plywood. So I know now I need to buy four sheets of three quarter inch uh, plywood and I need three sheets of half inch MDF and I know how many two by fours I need to buy and I know how many two by sixes I need to buy. So I can just take this to Home Depot, buy that much wood and then come back and I've done all the cuts and all the planning and all that stuff. So I just have to follow it and put it together and I'm like wow. <laughs> I'm not wasting time in the shop because I've I've spent that time quickly doing it in SketchUp, I'm yeah. not wasting that time trying to figure it out in the shop. And, it, and um, a lot of the makers, if, like since I discovered this program, a lot of the makers that I watch on YouTube, they offer SketchUp files. They either sell them or they um, or they just offer them for free. If anybody wants my SketchUp files, I'll just give them to you. I'm not at the point where I'm selling stuff yet, uh, so. Um, but yeah, that's my, I mean, that's my, I, I, I've fallen in love with that program again because now I'm yeah. like ready to get down there and do stuff in my wood shop. So that's so cool. I, I yeah, please send us uh, pictures and I am excited about Palmer's wood. <laughs> <laughs> the t-shirt possibilities thereof. And of course yeah. to be able to see you make stuff. I don't think he, I don't think he listens. Uh, maybe he's heard only parts of it. And we haven't been in very regular contact uh, like in the recent months or whatever. But Krams is a is a builder. He likes to build things. I know, and that, which is a new development. At least like I don't remember that being the case. Awesome, that's spectacular. I would. Yeah, uh, yeah that's that's actually kind of funny because Krams always Krams and I always said that we were the same person. He was just half my size. <laughs> yeah. And it's funny that we both kind of has stumbled into that independently of each other. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm looking forward to uh yeah, yeah I'm seeing I, what I, you make. I need to get out of just like that's why I had to set the goal of making three like and I don't consider those projects. Those are just so I can do my projects. So like those are action steps. Like that was one designing those tools. Like I've had that table saw, I've been rolling around that table saw, like trying to figure out how I was gonna do that for the last year. And it just like I finally was like, No, we gotta figure this out so that I can move forward, mm. you know. And so Oh yeah, yeah. Um, so that was good. That's cool. I'm excited about, I'm not sure what it should be, but some sort of theme song for action steps. That's like an action movie theme. But oh, yeah. <laughs> I, don't, I don't quite know how. Like an explosion or something. Um, action, I don't know. <laughs> but uh, I like that idea. And and that is, it's a kind of a great, uh, I mean, you have to break stuff down into like stuff that you can do. And, and you've, God damn, you've done an awful lot since well, we last talked in I'm, terms of like taking first steps towards all these goals i've been trying to articulate it and um i just i've had like i know goals like mr j 
sent uh sent me some feed when he because he listened to the 2018 he's like i love your goals he's like those are really specific it's really great that you have like numbers in there like three specific three woodshop projects like that's really going to be beneficial to you and uh i you know I was like, I had to remind him, I was like, you know, I was a teacher for 10 years. Like, I know how to write. I know how to write awesome goals. I know what a smart goal is, you know? And oh, yes. What's that? It's a, it's like, um, measure. what's the first one? Sustainable, measurable, actionable. Yeah. yeah. Tra- trackable. Tra- uh, what's the T? Trackable? Time. No. There has to be a time piece. Time. That's yeah. right. And uh, so I was like, I know, I know all that. And I've lived with like I've I've had a goal to lose weight my entire life. <laughs> yeah, and I it's a long I, time frame. <laughs> it's something <laughs> that yeah. I I've I realize that goals you can have a million goals they are meaningless they mean nothing mm-hmm. all they they really all they do is they sh- all they should do is steer your action. Um, I I mean I. I've, I I I built that wood shop. I built those benches the um the summer after Ash and I got married, so 2015. And I after I built those benches and got the wood shop together, it pretty much fell apart. Like I just stopped doing stuff in there because I didn't see like that was enough and but since then I've thought about all the amazing projects that I want to make and setting goals for myself on making those projects, you know, um while the it just collects dust. So mm-hmm. Uh, I, it just, um, it's one of those things where I'm, I'm tired of focusing on goals. I feel like I did that my entire life. I focused on goals. I focused on goals so hard that I was more important to focus on the goals and those became rewarding thinking about like how awesome it would be to meet this goal while I'm sitting in my chair baked out of my mind letting my life go by as I like a YouTube video at a time. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. And so I can, you know what? I can write an amazing goal and I can think about that goal all day long. But if all I do is think about that goal and don't actually put any action with it, it doesn't do any good. So right. um, I, that's why I, I keep coming back to this action steps. Like it's about action. Like I need, yeah. like goals aren't good enough for me anymore. I need to like, what, like I need to look back and be like, what action did you do that like that's tangible that you, mm-hmm. you can show another person, you know? Um, and then that shows that you actually did something as opposed to I can daydream all day long about something, you know? Yeah. And then, yeah. And it'll never get closer to happening no matter how much I, I think about it. I gotta, I gotta actually do it, you know? Yeah. Uh, uh, there's a Bruce Lee quote, something to do with, uh, be a practical dreamer backed by action. And that was a guy that, you know, I mean, that dude reached sort of some pinnacles of human <laughs> accomplishment in terms of right. physical, right. um, you know, like he, people look at him and he's like, you just think like, well, he's Bruce Lee, but like, yeah, <laughs> but you right. know, he, he had to, he built himself into that very through through many goals and all that stuff so but the the whole thing was action always action so it's fun for me to hear hear about that from the bruce lee podcast and also the, from my old buddy <laughs> but action it's really impressive like your 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 action steps in 2018 are are many <laughs> it's pretty cool it must feel good to get that kind of momentum well and it also is it, it is that's for sure 
um, it's nice to also hear somebody else say like, oh, you've because like it's easy to say, oh, you haven't done anything but play on a computer program and read the first chapter of a book. But it's like those all all of those things are they're also baby steps that will that will all build on each other. You know what I mean? Um, oh, yeah. I think that's the other thing about a goal. Goals can really be discouraging because all you see is the end result. A goal only encompasses the end result. It doesn't really encompass like, of course, like there's we're gonna do this, this, and this, but it's the action steps that support that goal. And I keep saying action steps because there is like in a school, you have a continuous improvement plan, and you so your continuous improvement plan is you write a goal, and it's supposed to be a smart goal, and then below that there's gonna be bullet points, and those are all the things that you're gonna do to achieve that goal. Mm-hmm. And so in my head, like what, what I'm envisioning is like this, like continuous improvement plan of Palmer where I have all my goals listed. And it's like, once I put them on paper now, they don't matter because the, I'm only going to look at those again. Once I've achieved them, then I can be like, Hey, you, you've met this goal. That's mm-hmm. you write it and you check it off your list. That's, that's when you care about a goal. In between those two times, all you should be worried about is that bullet list that's underneath it. Um, yeah, the action steps. The action steps. So that's what yeah, I'm... I like it. I, I like that thing as, as something to focus on as well. Um, yeah. I mean, I, I do that too because uh, of the, all the projects and stuff I have. I used to... I've tried all kinds of different things, but the best thing usually is like, what's just like the very next step? Because usually right. I have to work on them in short bursts. And so... Um, I'm very familiar with that, but, uh, it's, it's very nice to hear. And actually, obviously it's, well, maybe not obviously, but hopefully it's nice to hear it out loud because maybe it didn't feel like you had accomplished as much, but you rattled off a lot of things and granted they're not, yeah, as you say, they're action steps towards that major goal, but you don't get to those goals without those right. steps. <laughs> so, right. so the very fact that you have done them is, is, is an achievement in and of itself. Yeah. Hopefully feels like one. No, it feels great. Um, like I told you, you know, it feels so good to have like just even to know oh that decision is made on this is where i'm going to build our website in you know yeah and, and i yeah. had that breakthrough the, the, this is the other piece too on why i love these why i like focusing on action because i really feel like creativity breeds creativity um so like as i was working on woodshop pieces because that was something that i had a vision already in my head in doing that, it almost like fired the synapse of because I sent that text on, oh, I have this vision on how I see the web page. And oh, it looks yes, like yeah. this, you know, and uh, and it's like now that I have that, I'm like, oh, and then we can do this and do this. And, th- and that vision has already changed. Like it's not the same as, as it was uh, when I initially saw it. Um, but it's still like along the same lines. But that it, it just like. I really feel like that creativity breeds creativity and it just, the more that you're using that muscle, the easier it is to find creativity in other places, you know? Um, Yeah. (laughs) That's for double D every off my purpose for double D. (laughs) Oh, that cracks me up. Man. So, um, (laughs) Yeah, so that's my Palmer's pleasure. 
It's a good uh, one. Those are my action steps for since the last time we talked. What about you? You said you uh, you said the room would be your Dave Diggs. Do you want to watch the trailer for that? Yes. Yeah. Um, right. Let me take a quick pee break first, just so I can enjoy this. <laughs> oh no, you're fine. Uh, let me be very quick about it. I also put in the honest trailer, but that's longer, and I haven't seen it, so I don't know what to expect. But but the I, actual I actually have not watched the room. I haven't like I only know yes. like the little bits of it, and um, I I have a feeling I'm gonna probably see the disaster artist before I see the room. Uh, I would be interested to talk about though the worst movie ever made. Uh, oh sure, I'd be I, happy I, to jump into that. <laughs> yeah. two, I, is in my opinion, oh, is like, the worst movie, yes. movie ever made. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, and I. Uh, oh man, I saw something. Maybe I saw. A and there is about a documentary that. about Troll Two, just yes. like the disaster, but it's an actual documentary that like interviews all those people that are, were I in that I think I've movie. seen that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think I've seen that and I really enjoyed it. I'm trying to remember if I ended up watching Troll 2. Let me, uh, so let's roll in yeah, the intro. I'll take my quick break and then we'll come back and, and use the room as a springboard to talking about oh. that. <laughs> okay. Now get ready. We're going to play some rock and roll. It's alive. It's alive. I have been expecting that as a bad guy. Can we go please? No, I'm enjoying it. What are you? I'm Batman. Who's a grumpy bastard? Yeah, I'm a grumpy bastard. <laughs> What's going on? Why don't you tell me a story? What do you mean? This is some punk. I don't need you. Don't think. Feel. Talk hard. Don't make me angry. You wouldn't like me when I'm angry. Are you ready? I'm just realizing that uh, I might not have the official trailer here. Oh, which is part of the uh, allure. Yeah. Uh, shit. Well, while you're while you're looking, or while we're looking, uh, mm. I felt so bad for Tommy Wiseau at the Golden Globes. Oh yeah. Uh, when he James Franco like calls him up to the stage. Which I understand from James Franco's perspective is a very, that's a very like noble gesture, right? Like come up to the stage. Yeah. And of course, Tommy Wiseau is like Tommy Wiseau. So he like instantly <laughs> wants to say something. Yeah. And like James Franco's like, whoa, 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 whoa. You know, and it's just like this, like you're seriously, you got this, not this, you would not have this award if it wouldn't be for this man. Like, let him say thank you or something. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, um, I actually ended up, yeah, it was weird as and awesome as well. And I would not have seen the room if it weren't for this movie, which I also have not seen, <laughs> but I was intrigued about it. Actually what it was is, uh, I was intrigued by the movie in general. I did see a trailer for it somewhere, the disaster artist. And then I heard, cause I listened to the WTF podcast. I heard Franco on that. And I always liked that podcast, but I just, I really liked this interview with him in general. I didn't know too much about him. And then he talked a lot about this movie and how he related to this guy in ways that <laughs> he wasn't, he didn't necessarily even want to admit <laughs> to himself. And I, I, I really, I was, my interest was piqued hearing some stories about him. So I, I started down this path. Um, Tommy Wiseau 
is a guy who's he he wrote directed produced stars in the room he did everything in the room and it's a movie that came out in 2003 completely independently created by this this guy who we don't really know for sure how old he is we don't know for sure where he's from we don't know for sure how he has the money to do this <laughs> um and uh and and the movie does not work as he wanted it to like in his mind he's like i'll make this movie and it'll be so intense people won't be able to sleep for two weeks after they've seen it and <laughs> that's really what he said about it i guess he he put up a billboard with his face on it as the star a very creepy image by the way yeah, i've no, never I've seen, seen that, that, yeah. I've seen that billboard yeah yeah and that billboard stay up for like five years i think <laughs> yeah i believe like, in hollywood where's this could get his money he's like independently wealthy right i mean i guess yeah somehow he has this money uh it's not I mean, he there. Th- th- he puts. He says he makes it through marketing, and he has these businesses, street fashions, and stuff. In the book, I disaster artist. I learned about some of this, but it's still. He's very, very secretive about these things, um, and and so the room it, it come. He puts it. He keeps it in in cinemas in two thousand three for at least two weeks so that it can qualify for an Oscar. That was why he did that. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, <laughs> I'm not sure how long it took for it to catch on, but like it caught on in such a way where it wasn't, people were not, they couldn't not sleep for two weeks, but they, people found it hysterical to the point where that it was like this cult and is a cult phenomenon. Oh yeah. It's and like, it's like a modern day, um, Rocky horror kind Rocky of Rocky horror. Yeah. They do like the yeah. midnight shows of it. They did some at the Cedar Lee up in Cleveland. They were showing the room yeah. up there. Um, I, I don't know why I never saw it. I was always curious about it. I don't think I knew that it was going to be, that it was funny or I don't know what, I don't know. I don't know why I never sought it out before, but I finally did engage with it because of this. The disaster artist is not, was not playing in a very convenient time slot or place for us to see it. So I, I, I feel like that was all the Oscar nominations this year, all the recent, all the like December push. Oh yeah, yeah. Like we can't find. There's one theater close to us that's playing uh, The Shape of Water. Really? Yeah. What the fuck? Like I'm hoping that that's got to change right now that the actual Oscar nominations are out. Three billboards. There's two show times on one screen at two theaters for three billboards. There's just not playing the Oscar movies. It's crazy. It is weird, yeah. The, um, and I know Mr. J reached out about the Oscars too. And I, at first, I was like, well, "God, I have barely seen anything." Yeah, oh, that, that's how fucking I get out. You know, Get yeah. Out was nominated for all this, which is yeah, awesome. <laughs> all the awards, man. Hashtag yeah. all the awards. I'm a little shocked, actually. I, yeah, I. Okay. I don't know. It's Anyways, a different back thing. To, back to oh, uh, disaster artists. Yes, yes. Well, the bride and I was. We'll say just so that maybe it helps hold us to it the bride and i were talking about maybe going to like they have tuesday night specials near us to try to see best pictures and stuff between now and then um so maybe i'll have more to talk about if we can find them (laughs) uh but the disaster artist piqued my interest but i couldn't quite get to it easily i thought i could get the room through the library system but you can really only get the room through tommy wiseau (laughs) oh really yeah i got this thing from the library that said this is not actually available and uh 
And so I ordered it from Amazon and then I realized later that it came from him directly. So that's part of the charm of it as well is that it's tightly controlled. So I want I'll read the synopsis. Uh, here's the, you can see the, the cover, which is his kind of, he's got kind of, something's wrong with one of his eyes. <laughs> uh, and he, he wears did, sunglasses like, all, all the time. In all the pictures now. of him, he always looks like stoned to me. Like Yes. And he doesn't, he, uh, according to his friend, Greg uh, Sestero, who wrote the book about the making of the room and their relationship, they're still, I guess, to this day, best friends, um, which yeah. is really sweet. That's the thing about it. It's weird. Like Tommy has got this sort of very dark possibilities around like the mystery of his life. Yeah. But he's also incredibly vulnerable and he's like super egomaniacal and stuff and completely oblivious to like the truth about himself, etc. But he's also like super sweet and vulnerable. It's hard to explain, but it is like, I, I mean, does he know how bad the the room is? Like, does he, when he watches the room, does he see a bad movie? He, ha he has embraced the way it has been successful. So I don't know how long that took. Um, but I, uh, you know, he, he meant it to be this incredibly serious drama and, yeah. and people howl with laughter at the whole thing, but they also really enjoy it and watch it repeatedly. And, um, he, you know, it's still in theaters in LA and, um, with the disaster artists and stuff, he, they did one of those, uh, what is it? Not Fandango fathom events where it'll be in screens oh, yeah. that kind of thing and he'll he yep. appears at these screenings and stuff so one of the interesting things about the franco interview on wtf was that he said pretty late in the game like i think the movie had come out or they tommy had seen the disaster artist and uh he got greg called him greg sister who's also in the movie as mark oh hi mark yeah <laughs> uh, called uh franco and said you know Tom, me and Tommy are at this, this diner. I can't remember what it's called, but it was like their place. It was familiar to James Franco from telling their story. You should come and surprise Tommy. And, um, so he did show up and they talked and he said like out of nowhere for the first time, Tommy was this tremendously guarded person told James Franco. He was like, you know, James, the room didn't come out how altogether how I wanted but it get reaction out of people and maybe that's enough. And Frank, wow. Franco was like, this is incredible. Like for him to say that yeah. <laughs> to him was quite a revelation. So I think he, he must know that it, that it, people take yeah. it differently than he meant it, of course. Um, but, but, but to <laughs> me, that's know. one of the like, charming like aspects of his persona is that he's just this, the room is great because I made it and like, yes, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, and I'm oh, in yeah. it and I directed yeah. it and it's great. And you, and you just don't get how great it is. Um, I like to me, the, the, the best description of that guy in, in is the flower shop scene when she's like, <laughs> and he's like walking oh, out and in hindsight, she's like, you're my favorite customer, like yelling it behind him. Like, yes. you know, like, yeah. you know, like, it's um, funny you say that because that's what Greg says in the book or yeah, Greg uh, says, I I never, cause Tommy is Tommy. And then in the movie he's Johnny. And then, he, yeah. and then Greg is, is 
the real guy and Mark is Greg's character in the movie. Um, but he said that that moment in that scene where he's like, Oh, hi doggy. <laughs> like was truly improvised with this pug that was just not moving. And he's like, that's actually the closest to like genuine and what Tommy's really like. <laughs> in re- oh, really? That oh, moment man. in that movie. Yeah. yeah. I, I love, um, I have seen that scene and I love it. I absolutely love that because it's yeah. just like, the bad dubbing and the just like oh there's so much dubbing yeah, yeah. Uh, so let, I'm, let me uh, let's dive into this that's as much background as i know about tommy yeah. Wiseau and what i knew going in so i get the room dvd and uh it becomes apparent that it is that it comes from him from Wiseau films and uh so the synopsis is written by him and there's a longer one i won't read the longer one but the the back one you'll see and i the the accent thing is so stuck in my head and yeah. I, I've heard, I've heard a little bit of James Franco because anytime anyone says anything that Tommy says, they say it Tommy's voice. Right. And, right. <laughs> and I, so, uh, I've heard Franco's, I've heard the real Tommy in the room. And then all throughout the disaster artist audio book is, is Greg Sestero doing his Tommy was <laughs> And it's, I was just like, I was truly sad for that book to be over. I'm like, Oh, I, was, I don't want to awesome. leave this world. Um, Anyway, so I won't do it in the accent because I my accents are so mixed that I can't I can't do it. But the the synopsis that Tommy obviously wrote is is as follows. Oh, and he does so he does acknowledge now this this DVD says quote on the front like a like a press poll quote yeah. experience this quirky new black comedy. It's a riot. So <laughs> that's it. nobody said that. He said that <laughs> eventually right. once he realized that was the angle he could sell it by. Right, right. But I think the other than black comedy, which is new, like this this DVD is copyright 2005. There is a like, shrewd business aspect oh, yeah. to this. Yes. Like, yeah. Um he definitely I mean obviously it did well I mean his quote like it didn't come out the way he wanted but at least it, it got something and it's like Yeah. I, I saw He's this awesome <laughs> from him when the nominations for the Golden Globes came out and that was nominated and he retweeted that the disaster artist got nominated for a Golden Globe. Yeah. And, um, it, 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 you know, he, he's like, um, I forget what the, what the tweet was, but it was really poignant where it was just like finally or something like that, like where like determination pays off. You know, oh, like, yes, yeah, yes. Um, That's uh, part of the charm of the story, too. Like, yeah, that he he just made this happen. And I, and why it reminds me of certain other kind of underdog, uh, quirky filmmaker things like Ed Wood or, or there's an article that came out recently that it was like before there was the disaster artist, there was American movie. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, which, um, yeah, I, it's funny how I relate to all that. Because, we'll, we'll get into that a little bit. Let me read the synopsis and we'll watch yeah, the trailer yeah. quick so that we have some frame, a little bit more of a frame reference. So he says, The Room is an electrifying American black comedy about love, passion, betrayal, and lies. It's what happens in real life. You could be with your loving woman and all of a sudden, boom, she's in bed with your best friend or a family member. The room depicts the depths of friendships and relationships in one's life and realizes life's real question, real and most asked question. Can you ever really trust anyone? Are you ready to see reflections of your life? <laughs> That's the synopsis. In, uh, in, the, in the DVD, there's a longer one, like a full like insert page. Yeah. There's also an ad for TommyWiseau.com, Tommy Wiseau underwear. 
<laughs> you can see what? this on our YouTube page. And then this this uh, headshot, which he looks a little less fucked up. Yeah, he looks the, a little better than that one. Yeah. It's <laughs> amazing. Okay, so I think I found another link and I put it in our spreadsheet. Oh, which if you have that or I can also uh I can put it in the yeah. chat. I maybe yeah. this is right. On the DVD there are two trailers, a longer one and a shorter one. Uh in any event, just to see some of the movie regardless of if whether or not this is the official trailer. Okay. I mean, you it's going to be clips from the movie, which is good. So, uh okay. Do you have you that, that one from this Spreadsheet or you yeah, want in the chat? Go to the spreadsheet real quick. Uh, oh, I went in, I just went into this account's my um LWSD Palmer account and I just went in there to the drive for that and the the Nick Nolte bug shot is like <laughs> God damn I love that fucking picture. <laughs> that makes me think instantly of, of uh Hulk from 2000 also 2003 i think oh really oh man yeah that's so awesome uh, one of the things tommy did when the pr night of the premiere was try to get people to the screening that he set up and so he's like driving by movie theaters in a limo with with room shirts and stuff sh like throwing them out the window at the, at the top of the limousine being like don't go see that movie go see my movie the room Oh. <laughs> like the idea of people are there to see Hulk and <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right, I'm there. Uh, I'm there? at zero colon zero zero. All right, on three and, and three. Oh, that's the so also on the DVD. There's two Wiseau films presents at the beginning of the movie. Really, the world. This is not official, but this will have to do. Thanks, yeah. honey. They're beautiful. A perfect life. I would do anything for my girl. I love you, Lisa. I love you, Johnny. Surprise! He provides for you. Darling, you can't support yourself. I don't love him anymore. He didn't get his promotion. And he got drunk last night. And he hit me. It's not true. I did not hit her. Well, maybe you should have a girl, Mark. Yeah. Yeah, maybe you're right. Maybe I have one already. I don't know yet. We can't do this anymore. Johnny's my best friend. This will be our secret. Don't worry. You can trust me. Who we are expecting? <laughs> I'm your future husband. You sure about that? Please talk to me, please. You're having an affair with Lisa, aren't you? You're tearing me apart, I need more Lisa. from life than what Johnny can give me. <laughs> She's a sociopath. She can't love anyone. There is no baby. I told him that to make it interesting. She's such a manipulative witch. You're hurting yourself. You're hurting our friendship. I treat you like a princess, and you stab me in the back. You are tearing me apart, Lisa! <laughs> hey, Danny. Where's my money, Danny? Put the gun down. What the hell is wrong with you? Shut up. Oh. Hey! Stop it up with this world! <laughs> The Room. Oh my god. Tennessee Williams, directed by Tommy Wiseau. Oh, the best is official. movie of the year. Well, experience this quirky new black comedy. It's a riot. Actually, I don't know. Maybe that was the official yeah, one. Maybe that's the new official trailer. Copyright 2003. Actually, that might have been it. I, I, I couldn't remember. Uh, and he does, like he like I said, he keeps raps on, on uh, keeps control of it. But so it's weird to watch that. And I did see that before the film arrived and I could watch it. 
none of that matters. Like none of the plot matters. <laughs> it's just right. watching the thing unfold that is so delightful. Uh, it's so <clears throat> bizarre and it doesn't like work or make sense. And people are so weird in it. But it's just hysterical, and, uh, <laughs> and then with the background that you that you learn about the making of it, or Tommy and uh, Greg's relationship and stuff, I don't know. It's it's very it's very much in, enriched by that. It's you know, it's yeah. like watching Coven after you've seen an American movie. Oh, you know? okay, yeah, no, that totally makes that totally makes sense. Which um, of course we put Coven on the first episode in mind of Philip. <laughs> oh man, <laughs> yeah. God, memories, man. Yeah. Seriously, like you guys should go watch American movie too. Like, Fucking a! I'm not sure how or if that is readily available, but I think I mentioned on the show, like showing it to my drummer friend when we made the. He came out to Minnesota and played for yeah. the. We did this kind of marathon session, and some his flight got delayed. I don't know why we watched this, but we watched American movie. At the end of it, he. I can't remember how I came to realize, but like he didn't realize that it was an actual documentary. He thought it was some kind of fake documentary. Like like Spinal Tap or something, right? Like this Yeah, is and I was like, tap. no, no, yeah. this is completely real. He's exists. like, no way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, uh, <laughs> there are some really iconic shots from that movie that like stick with me. Obviously, like Mike's scream. Um, oh, yeah, the ADR. That, yeah, yeah, the ADR for that scream. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I can't remember what his what Mark's line is after Mike screams, but he's that was <laughs> wicked, man. Yeah, Fuck, I'm finding the American movie I mean. trailer. Like, that's a perfect explanation for this movie. <laughs> uh, and the shot, I love the shots of him delivering papers, like all of the all of the conversations that he has, like the interviews that he gives while he's delivering papers, and like oh this yeah, is a cardinal he's sin. got the like bags hanging from his rearview mirror, and he like puts the papers in the bags, and he's like winging them out the window, and like never misses a beat in the conversation. Like he never like uh, just a mate in in uh, all the Uncle Bill stuff. Like every oh scene my god, uh, let's watch let's watch that just because that yeah. is a big part of our own mythology, and I think will help us talk about this and other bad movies. Right. And just because I want to see it, <laughs> I am copying that. Sorry, sorry, everybody. No, you're fine. I'll, I'll close the gap on some of this, but it really did make me think a lot about America. And I, I listen to this guy. I listen to this Mark every week uh, on a radio show that they podcast out of at a, out of Milwaukee, where he's he he has always lived. Drop the name of that podcast. Cinema Fireside. You can find it on SoundCloud, and he is at More the Scarier on Twitter. Um, yeah, Mark's not. <laughs> well, you get a sense. Our listeners will also get a sense of Mark Borchard and this, uh, and who's come up a lot on this podcast. Who get a good sense of him in the audio of this clip. Yeah, but I think Mark and Tommy and Ed Wood, <laughs> those kind of characters, have a lot in common. And I think that the the appeal of those cultural figures in these in the movies about the making of their movies is is. Uh, you know, it resonates more than just creatives, but uh, anyway, so you got the American movie one going? I got the, I, I'm at zero colon zero zero. I Sweet. dropped that into the chat of the, um, of the YouTube page. So um, if they want to watch that while we watch it, that's great too. Oh man, Mike Shank. God yeah. damn, I love yeah, that I know. man. And of course we'll tweet this out on the, on the, pay, on the, our Twitter account when so the episode see, drops. See that as well. It. Um, but yeah. we'll do this one on three as well. On three and three. 
Oh, wow. Yeah, that, that shot of the road. Oh, shit. Yeah, opens with these shots from Coven. Oh, I think you're going to get the mic scream right off the bat. Yeah. <laughs> that was wicked, man. <laughs> He's like it's emotional. The scream was oh, yeah. so good. Like, fell. You, you have two hours tomorrow from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. and be an extra film. I love film. this movie so much. You get your name on yeah. the credits, man, as a producer. And of course, there'll be a whole crowd of people here, so we got to make like a line <laughs> where people can't go, have a hell of a lot of assistant directors saying, hey, hey, could you step back like five feet? Grand Jury Prize, Sundance Film Festival, 1990. I have my shopping to do. Okay, you got to spread apart oh. that way. All of the extras have just fell through, except for Mike Shank right there. We used to uh, do a lot of partying together, but I don't party anymore. <laughs> yeah, I wanted some vodka. He had some vodka. Does everyone have brown gloves? Oh, dude, dude, dude. I'm broke, man. I gotta get gas tomorrow. And dude's talking about making a feature film. Uh, the name of the film is Coven. Coven, Coven. Uh, Coven, uh, that's the proper pronunciation. No, no. Coven sounds like oven, man. And it's just, <laughs> Coven it doesn't sounds work. like oven. She it's cold. in your film, Bill. Oh, my God. <laughs> You get oh three grand back. It's the Jesus. first line of the film, man. It's got to be on the money. It's all right. Uh... Okay, <laughs> I believe we can do this. Thirty-seven here, where my head goes through oh, the cover. I love Every Uncle Bill. We got together, there was something that seemed to go wrong. Oh God damn! He shoves oh, like. Oh, dude. I'm sorry. I tried to put your head in this. Um, cut. You gotta watch your teeth too, cause they clack a little bit when they loosen up in the mouth. <laughs> oh, yeah, I think it's a oh no, what are you talking about, ma? <laughs> Check it out when you look at the scarecrows. Oh, you, I mean, you get it? <laughs> Within weeks, the film will be cut, finished. I need to watch this right sales. now. I need to watch that? this movie. Okay. This is my fucking Goonies, I think. We get to yeah, Americans it's so American good. American dreams, and you won't walk away depressed after seeing this. This whole thing is turning into a theatrical mockery. You understand that, Mike? No. Well, you will. <laughs> Would you buy a movie for fourteen ninety-five? <laughs> Hell yeah, man. If I can find three thousand people <laughs> like you across this country, man, I'm in business. <laughs> Jesus. Wow! Thanks for watching that. Oh, I, man, I, I realized that, that that's one of my very favorite trailers. Like I know that trailer. I realize now yeah. quite well. And, and honestly, like everything is great in that trailer, and the entire youth like it, that trailer is very deceptive because you're like, oh, they probably just show all the best parts. The whole movie is like that. It's yeah. like two hours <laughs> of that trailer. Um. And I love it's like shot on six it's shot on 16 millimeter it's fucking gorgeous like yeah yeah oh sorry you I, I, love, <laughs> I love in the beginning when it's like over the credits where you hear him like opening his mail he's like oh i owe 200 to this bill and 200 yes. to this bill and i owe 300 over here and then it goes black and all of a sudden you hear it like oh no fucking way and it cuts to him and he's holding he's like a fucking mastercard yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, then, and then 40 minutes later in the movie he's going through he's like i owe money to this people and money to this people i owe 500 dollars to mastercard yeah that's right oh that guy is is us he's us oh, oh. and i i think you know that that movie was very uh beloved and popular at the time american movie and i i 
and I think it's similar to the phenomenon with Tommy Wiseau, where it's like it's this character of an outsider uh, of Hollywood, anyway, who has a big personality and big sort of dreams of making his thing, right? And it 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 doesn't quite resonate like with what I don't know, like. I don't know. It, it it doesn't resonate with a kind of mainstream, but I don't know how these kind of iconoclastic people could, but they still, they still persevere against all odds to make their thing, which granted is not always perceived in the way that they want it to be, but they themselves are such interesting, passionate people that anything that sort of emanates from them, if it leads you back to them is this right. like gold mine because they as human beings are, are these forces of nature who are untainted by the perceptions of other people. Like they are so fiercely and unapologetically themselves, I guess you could say. And then who they are is so profoundly entertaining and, and somehow still inspiring be- that yeah it seems i mean I, it makes a lot of sense what to me why it translates yeah. to me but it, it obviously it translates way more to people than who like well, make independent it, movies because you it, it, anybody can relate to passion and i think these are great they're great pieces to show i mean especially with mark uh, you know tommy the more i hear about the room like he dropped like five million dollars in like making tommy Right or, or making the room or something like oh, that. Oh sure, like he had like yeah. A budget of, like even, f- uh, uh, five million dollars for the room. I don't uh, even Tommy know what the budget to... was, but like he bought all the camera gear. Yeah, you don't do that. <laughs> he was shooting simultaneously and on thirty-five millimeter film in HD, just to say he was the first to do that. Wow. Like, where all this money comes from? Who knows? Yeah, but so he's got all that money. But then you watch. I, I anybody can relate to passion. But then you watch American movie and you see Mark. That's like us. It's like uh like it's like you making the crow or us making Palmer's picks. Like it's just we feel like wh- what we have to say it means a lot to us. So let's just make it or and, and mm-hmm. let's just put this passion into it. And if other people find it that's awesome, you know. Um the tragedy the other reason I think why those are so appealing is there is a certain level of tragedy that the documentaries and the stories about them end up doing better than what they're trying to create. You know what I'm like? Oh, sure. Yeah. Um, but both, it, both of their things did okay. I'm like, the room is wildly successful at this point. Um, at this point. Yeah. But uh, yeah, it's not getting, it's not COVID's getting like awards. 35 minute, you know? Yeah. Oh yeah. It's not getting any words. No, no. You know what I mean? No. Like it, it, it's not getting the respect. Like, Tommy, I feel like wanted to be a respected filmmaker. Mark just yeah. wanted to make movies and be and make money at making movies. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, Mark like, wanted to make a uh, Northwestern. That's right. that's kind of what actually the subtitle that you never see in print, but on screen subtitle of American movie is the making of Northwestern, which is the movie that he wants to make, kind right. of a coming of age story, but he he decides at a certain point that in order to make enough money to make that happen he needs to finish a 35 minute direct market thriller called yes. coven and he's got and his business plan is on a dry erase board yes. and if i can sell ten thousand copies 
or uh, if I can, oh no, it's 1500, I want to say, yeah. or three, 3,000. Yeah. Yeah. There's no, there's no 1,000. There's no 2,000. Look at like, this. Oh, number. fuck that. Fuck I didn't this. Mean, oh, wait. I didn't mean to erase that part, but over there, it said this. Uh, um, yeah. Man. God damn. I love that movie. Such yeah. I can't, one. I can't. I mean, I'm, I recommend The Room. I, like, if you, if you think it's going to be as, as he thought it, was going to be Tommy Wiseau, Tennessee Williams level drama. <laughs> You're probably to be disappointed, but if you know that it's going to be like one of the best bad movies you've ever seen, I think you'll love it. I I fucking loved it. I've only seen it once, but I want to see it so many more times. And uh, the I I highly recommend the audiobook about the making of it, and it gives a context and background of the relationship between the two best friends in the movie, but also two best friends unlikely best friends in real life too because tommy tommy is he's older than greg to put it oh yeah <laughs> like he's a lot older than greg oh, yeah. um but it's very sweet and they're their, supposed to play friendship. like they're supposed to play like like contemporaries i think yeah, yeah. like <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah so awesome oh and he's uh, uh, but and then particularly the audiobook of that to so go to audibletrial.com slash yeah. WASD and rock that. Um, be sure to go to youtube.com, uh, search long walk, short drink, subscribe. Uh, make sure you hit the bell so you get the notifications for all these live streams. Follow us at LWSD pod on Twitter. Uh, you can email us at LWSD pod at gmail.com. Um, and s- subscribe to the audio version of these live discussions um via our podcast uh via itunes stitcher google play music and uh tell tell a friend would it kill you to tell a friend yeah yeah, but subscribe (laughs) on youtube so that we can get the yeah tell a friend and subscribe on youtube those two big things would be awesome um trying to think what is your favorite bad movie i don't know if i have a favorite bad movie but I do like a lot of them. <laughs> or like a guilty pleasure, I guess. Or um, I, I, I don't, don't know. I'm kind of a snob. Like, that's kind of the reason why I haven't watched The Room is because I don't think... I would need to be with a group of people to know it's okay to laugh at. To like play off of and know it's okay that I can laugh at this movie. It would make... like yeah. I think if I just tried to watch the room by myself, I would I wouldn't be able to make it through it because it wouldn't I, it, it's not a movie to me. It's like that's not right because it is a movie. It, it's no, not, that, that makes sense. I worried about that myself. I'm like, should I just watch this at midnight by yeah. myself? And and I was like, ah, fuck it, I will. And I knew that that might handicap my experience, but I don't. I think I could have had a more rich experience seeing with an audience, but I I. I think I did laugh out loud at least once by myself and I, I could it's it's with this movie it is impossible not to see and be amused yeah. by the bad acting and stuff like plan nine is notoriously like right. they say the best and that one's similar but like this one I feel like is more more it's so bizarrely we should do a bad movie show where we watch <laughs> Troll 2, The Room and Plan 9 from Outer Space like we should watch all three of those oh like, yes those are good yeah yeah, and Ed Wood, I know that... I, so I'm a big fan of the film Ed Wood, about the filmmaker Ed Wood. film came out in 1994 and was directed by Tim Burton. It, one, hey. one of the things I... Oh, yes. Oh, God. The more I think films. about it... Oh, my God, I love that movie. 
I love that movie too. I love, I haven't seen the disaster artist, but I feel like this will be a sort of trilogy of these kind of outsider filmmakers that, uh, that I, yeah, I really, I really appreciate But, uh, Ed, Ed Wood, they, I know was an influence on this film. I heard, uh, Seth Rogen is one of the producers on the Nerdist podcast. Right. And he was talking about, uh, that that would be a good touchstone for them. That, that that movie was a touchstone for them because Tommy can be so overbearing and seem like a bully or I don't know. There is a darkness that Tommy can emanate, but uh, they they were always conscious to make sure that they found a sad Tommy moment every scene. Oh <laughs> and, wow! And Ed Wood was kind of the uh, a touchstone uh, for them, which I think those guys are sort of our age. Um, him and Franco and James Franco, of course, directed the movie and stars as Tommy Wiseau. And I guess did most of his directing <laughs> with the accent and stuff, <laughs> which is awesome. It's awesome. And at some point, so Tommy has a, a cameo in it. And I guess also when they were on set together. Oh, so this is once, once he found out that the that the disaster artist was going to be made into a film, he said that he could only be played by Johnny Depp or James Franco, um, which is kind of funny. <laughs> and he preferred Johnny Depp, of course. Uh, well, well, of course, I don't know. Right. But uh, <laughs> oh, but the other interesting thing too with the with the Franco connection is Tommy Wiseau seems to not have seen a movie after 1965 or something like. All of his 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 uh, references are super dated, and the "You're tearing me apart, Lisa" thing is an obvious. Once you um, know more. Yeah, it's Rebel Without a Cause. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and he loves James Dean. And one of right. James Franco's early uh, op- like breaks was playing James Dean in a, right. like, a TV movie or something. And so in the interview on WTF, he was talking about, it's like, you know, there's a lot of... One of the things that he said I, I, that I really thought was interesting and piqued my interest was he said that... So Tommy goes through this very dark period that's told through Greg's perspective in the book uh the disaster artist and out of that comes the room he writes the room and franco says this thing i thought was pretty interesting about like ultimately tommy is an artist tommy took his pain and he translated it into this piece of work right he's like that's what all artists do and he's like for a lot of people you you kind of fail until you start to get it right (laughs) and what happened with tommy was he he made this thing that wasn't that could easily have been considered a failure, but was embraced to such a degree that he may or may not ever move beyond it. Because right. most people fail and they start to get better based on that. Whereas he had this colossal failure that was also somehow a success <laughs> in its in its uh, failure. <laughs> so, oh, so just sort of a PS to all this or a button on it. I don't know. There is a new movie that has yet to come out in America. I think it comes out in March um, with Tommy and Greg that. Yeah, I've seen trailers for that. Have you? I haven't watched the trailer yet. Uh, let's see, Tommy. Why is Oh, oh. Uh, it is called Best Friends with the R in parentheses. So like Best Fiends. And it is Tommy and Greg in a fictional movie. The short synopsis is when a drifter befriends a quirky mortician, an unlikely business partnership is formed. Paranoia soon. It does look soon. like a quirky mortician. Yeah, it's pretty good. Actually, it's yeah. 
They probably were like, okay, what could you play? <laughs> Let's right. look at you. What could you well, play? There's, there's weird things too, where it's like, whether it's in real life hinted at or in the room talking about the room, Tommy's like, maybe he's vampire. <laughs> or, <laughs> what? <laughs> Man. Uh, he says paranoia soon develops however and both men are forced to come to terms with the fragility of friendship and loyalty and it's written by Greg Sestero so this is obviously some sort of fictionalized thing about their friendship but I have heard that Tommy's good in it <laughs> really? yeah well, I hope probably, that's true I, listen it's the Lucas thing it, it, it all boils down to the Lucas thing you cannot have absolute control you just can't uh, yeah you need you need some kind of accountability because the second you have absolute control you get the room you get phantom menace (laughs) that's what you get you know (laughs) yeah that's a good point yeah And, and so i i mean of course he's good he has to be good he's independently wealthy He's charismatic enough that he convinced all those people to be in an obvious shit show, right? Same thing with Mark Beauchard. That guy's charismatic as fuck. Yeah. And yeah. You know what I mean? Like, you just want to hang out with that guy. You're going to yeah. make a movie? Okay, fine. Well, I guess we'll make a movie while we hang out, you know? <laughs> right, right. And And because they're so... I don't say I don't want to say detached from reality because that sounds like negative. They just don't give a fuck so much that they're just like, yeah, we're just going to keep doing this, you know? Yeah. And like, well, they also like refuse to accept these limitations that everyone yeah. else is trying to put on them. Right. Which is so appealing, really. Yeah. Yep. It, and, it, and it really is. So, but I believe that he is good in that movie because he probably has a director outside that's like no i need you to do this oh, okay uh, i can yeah. do that you right, know like yeah yeah, uh, yeah. the dubbing the dubbing in that movie is so crazy and even like there's an interview with him where he talks to the camera and answers questions that are written out he dubs portions of those lines like adrs them in a such an obvious way <laughs> that it's so bizarre the whole thing is so bizarre it's just delightful so that's that is uh i've been digging that hardcore and uh i mean i'll see the disaster artist before we speak next but i'll uh maybe i'll I'll be briefer on the uh praise thereof i've been trying to like avoid i saw one trailer but now that i've read the book and stuff i know so much what to expect yeah i don't want to i kind of don't want that thing spoiled anyway so but I've, I've really enjoyed that. So if you've ever been quasi curious about the room or this whole thing, I can't recommend enough to just like dive in. It's, it's very rewarding. <laughs> what, um, um, we should wrap up with a King corner and then, Oh yes. Night. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Absolutely. Yeah. Perfect. Honey, come on over here, sugar buns. This machine just called me an asshole.
What king are you on? I have actually taken a pause a bit from King. My next one, because I've been so obsessed with this, the disaster artist right. and such. Um, but I'm going to come back to, I think with, I feel like it's road work is what I'm doing. Oh, okay. In terms of, I think I got Bachman to catch up on and then Cujo, which I just sort of got oh, straight in my... Uh, Cujo. Yeah, the one he doesn't Holy remember read, writing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't think I remember reading that or listening to that one because I was like eating some cake at the time. I might need to re-listen to that Cujo man. That's a that's a good one. So yeah, I'm a little scared of it, but it's coming up. <laughs> awesome. I'm working on. Uh, I just wrapped up the wind through the keyhole. So, um. And just started Revival, uh, which is, I just started that today, actually. So that's 2000. But 12, 14, 13, maybe, or? 12 or 13. I think maybe Dr. Sleep, I feel like Dr. Sleep was 2013, just because I oh, yeah. happened to listen to that. So if you're past that one, yeah. yes, and we're moving into 13, 14. Uh, so, uh, but that's pretty good. Um Went through the keyhole was like it's a Dark Tower book. Oh, that uh, st- that he wrote after he finished the Dark Tower series. Like he he does the, it's the same thing with Bachman. So like he exposed huh. Bachman, but he released at least that I can remember at least two other Bachman books after Bachman was exposed. Remember me talking about that? I talked about this on another episode where his justification is he imagined. That when Bach, oh, yeah. like Bachman died of cancer of the persona pseudonym or something, <laughs> pseudonym or something <laughs> yeah. right? Uh, but he imagines that Bachman's wife found this like stack of, um, of copies, you know, of of yeah, like manu- manuscripts yeah. that he hadn't published. And yeah. so he kept like <laughs> every time he publishes a Bachman book, he's like, "This is the next one on that pile." And I think the last one that I read that he released as a Bachman book was Blaze. And he said this is probably the last the last one that's gonna be of Bachman's manuscripts that are gonna be translatable. Um, meaning that he probably <laughs> wasn't gonna release anything else. Yeah. Um as Bachman. So uh but he did that with he did that with Went Through the Keyhole also, where he he said in hindsight he felt like there was another story there was another story that exists there and the great piece is is there's gaps in between each of those books where the characters have continued on but you pick back up in between those gaps like, hmm. at, like at, so he fit this this book occurs in one of those gaps in between two of the books oh wow like chasing dogma or something that, yeah. that comic that Kevin Smith wrote that bridges chasing Amy and dogma in terms of oh where Jay and Bob were yeah I didn't even know I, that I, I read it the... once uh, yeah it, uh, I read it once but it, it bridges the gap between what that one scene that Jay and Silent Bob are in and chasing Amy and then how they end up in uh, in dogma oh got it it's <laughs> yeah sorry I have to translate it to my own sort of parlance That's awesome. <laughs> um. So I, read, I, I went through that, and it's it's a kind of a short Dark Tower book. 
He read it though, and I, normally I do not like him as an audiobook narrator because he's so nasal for his for his fiction. I don't. I'm not yeah. sure if I've heard him read his fiction. I don't think I have yet. Uh, when you get to, I'm trying to think what one you might run into. I know definitely needful things he reads. There's a couple of them uh, on writing, obviously, but that's his manuscript. That's like his memoir, right? Yeah, which I've heard him read that one. Uh, and then some introductions, but yeah, not any he's, fiction. He's yeah. very nasally. He's just like, yeah, that, <laughs> a lot of his noise comes out, right? Yeah, it's a lot with the L's that it really hits me somehow. Yeah, and he like and he clicks his L's in the it. back of his throat. It's like, yeah, yeah it's, it's weird. weird. Yeah, um, I have a coworker that does that. I think I've mentioned Clutterbuck. on lunch. Like Anthony Clutterbuck. <laughs> like that's one of the like sheriffs in Castle Rock. Like, yeah. Uh, Is, isn't there like a, a TV show about Castle? Isn't there some kind of TV show that is set in uh, the world of Castle King or something? Hospital. Am I making that up? Castle, Castle Hospital. Hospital? I think that's what it is. Whoa. And does uh, it, and it, it operates independently of the actual stories, but in, in the town and with some well, of Castle the Well, Castle Rock is like or... Derry. It's a fictitious town. I don't think Castle Rock yeah. exists. No, uh, right. Exactly. And um, But that... I don't know anything about the show, but I've always meant to ask you about it because it seems. But there's like, like three of... or four books that all take place in Castle Rock, or yeah. or the sheriff's department of Castle Rock is involved in those books. So there's uh, Cujo is I think the first one. Oh yeah. Oh no yeah. no, it's Dead not Zone. the first one. Dead Zone was the first one, and <laughs> yeah. then Cujo. Yeah, and right, then right. Thing definitely does, and I'm pretty sure maybe from a Buick Eight, but I don't think that's right is around Ooh. that no because that takes place in pennsylvania never mind sorry uh for you stephen king nerds oh you said that uh, <laughs> i love they, would, <laughs> takes place. they should have that nasally thing we got to work on that so that we can properly imitate them yeah. <laughs> they would have uh, the little l <laughs> but he read um went through the keyhole and uh, this is such a bad this isn't a spoiler because you've already read the stand yeah Randall Flagg is a recurring villain in multiple Stephen King books. Yeah, okay. I did know that. I, okay. I came to know that somehow. Uh, and there have been multiple narrators in the audiobook genre who have portrayed Randall Flagg. And I, so Randall Flagg is in this book too and went through the keyhole. Mm-hmm. And Stephen King is reading it. And he this was the first time that Stephen King, I feel like he kind of took a lesson from Frank Muller and George Guidel reading the other uh, Dark Tower books. Because yeah. he really put you could tell he really put an effort into reading this and like really putting voice onto the characters and putting and like giving you an experience when you're listening to it. And his portrayal of Randall flag is just, it is spot on. Amazing. Like, like it was the Stephen first Stephen King's is. Yeah. Yes. Oh, that's From awesome. Like it just like, um, the audiobook for eyes of the dragon. Randall flag is a major character in that. And, that guy who reads that book is really awesome at doing that. And I feel like Stephen King kind of emulated that 
oh jesus is it good like i'm listening to it and it's giving me chills and i'm like oh he's like nailing randall flag it's so good oh that's awesome i love that idea that yeah. it's him doing it i i thought you were gonna say it wasn't so good where you were going with that but i'm very no, happy to hear no, that. he nailed it and so um that's that's where i'm at right now with my with the chronology revival's good so far Eh, I don't, I'm too early in it to tell Joyland. Oh, I finished Joyland. That was that was one that was in there too. So it was Doctor Sleep and then Joyland and then went through the keyhole. Uh, Joyland is like a coming of age story that really reminded me of a Harry Potter story. Like um, really, yeah. Uh, wow. Um, to the point that there's like it's a coming of age story where this kid gets a, takes a summer job at an amusement park and just like solving the mystery surrounding that amusement park. And he's got a, a two friends who are also working at the amusement park for the summer who the one it's a girl and another guy. And the girl goes back to college and like goes to the library to try to find clues and then comes back and reports just like Hermione would, you know, yeah, and like, yeah. and there's ghosts and like all the, like all this stuff. I, I, it's a stretch, but it really reminded me of a Harry Potter book, but it was really good too. <laughs> I like it. Um, so that was good too. Uh, yeah, that's, that's where I'm at. Oh, and I did hear that they're later this summer, they are planning to start shooting the dark tower television series. Oh, really? They are moving forward with it, and it's going to be a reboot. They're going to ignore the movie like it didn't exist. <laughs> Sounds like it's for the best. I have ignored yeah. the movie. <laughs> and do more of a... Uh, they're going to try to do more of a traditional adaptation of the books. Uh, they're just going to... It's just fan service. That's what the fans wanted, so... I certainly hope they would do that. I mean, yeah. television these days, it's like that. I mean, like I'm talking about the Twin Peaks. It's like, yeah. that is an 18 hour movie is yep. what it is. Yep. <laughs> Literally uh, directed I, by the I, same guy. I, Mr. I Robot's like that too. Same, yeah. same director. Like it all comes from one person. It's amazing. Yeah. Binging. Well, they've said that binging is, has ruined, tele, has ruined the concept of one off episodes of shows because now people look at television shows as a 22 hour long movie. Like let's write a 22 hour long movie and cut it into 22, one hour long chunks and then release yeah. that. You know, um, well it doesn't work as much for procedurals and stuff. Like the bride will watch certain things like the blacklist or whatever. And sure. uh, those, those will have your filler episodes. Yeah. I think one of the reasons she's locked in, well, I know now one of the reasons she's locked into this twin peaks thing is because of the, Doc Jensen, who used to do all the loss write-ups for EW, has he? I mean, he's a big Twin Peaks fan. Damon Lindelof as well. So they, had, yeah. not Damon Lindelof, had Doc Jensen and someone else have a podcast, and so she's got hooked in the podcast. And the bride always loves to, whatever show she's really into, Sons of Anarchy, Walking Dead, have been the main ones. She'll print out these like long articles that, that these kind of cats like doc jensen will write up on ew and then read them in the bath and stuff and theorize and she told me today she's because i was like i really like that you're watching this with me she's trying to prevent me from seeing the end of it we're two episodes from the end she's oh to, man I'm like oh <laughs> it's like i almost don't care because i'm like i'm gonna go back to the beginning and watch the whole thing over <laughs> and like, but um 
she uh she's like i she's like i do really like a mystery and i really love love doc jensen's write-ups on the theorizing yeah so i think that that can be really fun and certain shows like that really lend themselves to what they come to call mythology and shows and you said lynch is doing like he wrote directed and all that for these shows yeah i mean he co-wrote with the the original co-writer mark frost and and like i mean if if you're not into twin peaks i would not recommend this there are parts of this i don't there are parts of this i'm not super not all of it is in twin peaks the town which is a big part of it anyway it ultimately works out really well but and i've we've both been enjoying it tremendously the music is unreal like almost every episode ends with a performance in the roadhouse which is the bar in twin peaks nine inch nails performs eddie vetter performs like those are the big names a lot of it's more people i haven't heard of but a lot of it's great Anyway, but so like that kind of thing, yeah, it's this kind of, that's what I would love to see with some of these Stephen King books or any book. Like it's the perfect way to adapt a book. I'm excited uh, to get to Mr. Mercedes because according oh, to yes, like yeah, Moto and Shamrock, it sounds like Mr. Yes. Mercedes does that exactly. So Yes, yes. Um, how far off uh, how far from that are you? You gotta be getting be pretty close. One. I think Mr. Mercedes oh, might be the whoa. next one. Oh, wow. It's like Mr. Mercedes is the next one and then um bizarre of bad dreams isn't that a collection of yeah that's a short story one yeah and then gwendy's button box which is super short and he co-wrote that with somebody else and then it's the last two it's the last two of the mr mercedes trilogy i think after that Oh, and, and he then, just announced something, right? Yeah, he just he, announced something's coming out this year, and then Sleeping Beauties came out last year. And yes, I already have yes. that on reserve. Uh, I mean, nice. I'm like 23rd in line to get that. So, like, I'll get that later this year. So. <laughs> yeah. Um, or you get, a, you get on Audible. <laughs> AudibleTrial.com slash LWSD. You could listen yeah. to it right now before Palmer. Um, uh, the Wind Through the Keyhole, read by Stephen King, you can find there. Uh, what else? You can get... The Disaster Artist, read by Greg Sestero, which I fucking adored and was so happy, or so sad ended. And of course, The Subtle Art of Not Giving a Fuck by Mark Manson. <laughs> uh, you were just, so I was looking at, um, I was on Reddit, and because you mentioned uh, David Lynch, and it came up. I'm going to see if I can find it. Have you ever seen the, like, David Lynch on watching movies on your phone? Have you seen that? <gasps> I actually... I've seen it, but not, I think about it a lot. I haven't seen it in a while. It's on the special, uh, I think it's on the special features from Eraserhead 2000, which is this like thing that I have that I don't have it up here, but it's wide. It's a weirdly odd sized thing. That's like about twice as high. It's like a book and it was a personally authored or personally overseen project that he sold from his own website of Eraserhead, his debut film that he did it in 2000 it came in a shoe box sized thing i still have these like this packaging somewhere and he will not do director's commentaries but yeah. he likes to tell stories about things that went on during the the movies right and so there's a lo- lovely like just interview with him with a big beautiful microphone in black and white and he's talking and i think that's where this comes from well let me see if i can find it because the one that i've only ever seen it's cut like an apple commercial but it's basically like i'm sorry i'm so excited to see this i've been thinking about it a lot recently watching this uh tv show 
I think he didn't make movies for a while, as I understand it. Uh, and The Bride was telling me that Laura Dern and Naomi Watts, both of whom were in some of his films, I hope this is true, uh, got together and they went up to his house where he's just like making his own art or whatever, as he, as he's always done, but like out of the public eye. And, uh, they're like, you got to come back to making movies. <laughs> right. And then I guess he did. I, I so hope that's true, but, and I'm glad he did. Cause it's weird because like, that is such a weird show. There's certain parts of it. I don't like, but some of it has just hit me like in this big, bad emotional way. That's the thing about twin peaks and some David Lynch stuff, super fucked up and weird some bizarre heart of gold underneath and the years have only made that that heart part more uh, pronounced mohol and drive a, like damaged me that yeah means... there's some fucked up yeah, yeah. It's, there's so much fucked up yeah. shit but twin um, peaks can be so charming there i i won't say i won't go on too much about it i promise there's one thing i wanted to relate he plays a character in twin peaks called gordon cole who's hard of hearing and it's a very it's one of the great stereotypes of david lynch this Gordon Cole character, who's an FBI agent. Is so he actually always, hard of hearing? No, I don't think he is. Oh. <laughs> In fact, he's obsessed with like sound design and stuff. And oh, he's made a lot of you. like albums over the more recent years. But yeah, so. no, no, because I saw, I saw, he is obsessed with sound because yeah. I saw another thing, another David Lynch, cool David Lynch thing that I recently saw blurb across Reddit was he sent. For the copies of Mulholland Drive, it's and here's a segue to Mulholland Drive to another connection to Mulholland Drive. When Mulholland Drive came to theaters, included with the film was a personal letter from David Lynch about could you would you mind please just bumping the volume <laughs> up to this level nice. and and uh, slightly offset the frame by this much and he has a picture. Of like oh, this wow. is where the normal frame would be, and like I want it to look like this, of like the projectionist <laughs> on how to project his movie, like to get it to look the way he wants it to. Um, oh, that's so great! Yeah, <laughs> Jesus. Um, uh, I'm. I, this has really got me excited to kind of go back and spend some more time uh, with him. Well, uh, I, this is a good a nice segue. We'll end on this one, you guys. Thanks yeah. so much for listening. Uh, I re- we really appreciate it. Before we play this. Uh, just remember, go to uh, lwsdpod.com. Right now, you can get all our episodes there on SoundCloud. Follow us at lwsdpod on Twitter. Make sure you're subscribing on YouTube. Click the bell to get the dinger every time that we start one of these live sessions. Uh, also, we usually, we usually do so on Wednesdays uh, yep. around 8 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Central. Uh, every other Wednesday, so uh, tends to be. 6 p.m. Mountain, yeah. yeah. Just if, if you want, if you're curious uh, and don't like surprises, <laughs> just because we have Twinkie out in Mountain Time, that's why I'll do the fucking the a, yeah, we got Twinkie out in Mountain Time. <laughs> um, so uh, make sure you're doing all those things. But for the time being, though, let's let's end with our these fine words <laughs> yeah. from David Lynch about watching movies Lynch. on your phone. It's just a I'm 30 clicking. second iPhone commercial. So uh, all right, I'm there <laughs> on three and three. Great. Now, if you're playing the movie on a telephone you will never in a trillion years experience the film you'll think you have experienced it but you'll be cheated it's a such a sadness that you think you've seen a film on your fucking telephone (laughs) get real
<laughs> oh, that's great. And they made it an iPhone. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> yeah. On he's so rarely like that. It's so great. Phone. Like he, you can tell yeah. he's like working himself up to saying oh, he's that. Like, angry. Yeah. Because <laughs> he's obsessed with like the 1950s, right? Like he loves that like Americana and like the properness and everything. And like, yeah, I mean, and the guy's a fine artist before he was a filmmaker. And right. he, he, he cares about all of that stuff tremendously. And, uh, yeah, it's so cool oh, to see man. him get so worked up. The, the the one thing I wanted to share from the Twin Peaks is the that character. So the, David Duchovny plays a character who's a um, trans person, I guess, maybe. Or maybe yeah. just a transvestite. I, I'm not sure. But also an FBI agent. So I hadn't seen that character since the original show. But there's a scene with the two of them. And Gordon Cole, David Lynch's character, is talking about how he was helping... David Duchovny's character be accepted in the FBI and it was just so sweet he's like didn't I no he did say didn't I at some point he's like I told them when people gave you I don't know if people gave him I don't know the full line I only know the end of it which is the important bit which he goes I told them to change their hearts or die (laughs) 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 it's that kind of like extreme like just goodness that's also coupled with this profoundly disturbing stuff so you have well i mean you just look at his catalog it's disturbing 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 and then you get to what is it like a a simple story or a a straight story yeah (laughs) yeah dude we're riding a tractor across the country across the country like yeah oh shit yeah, all right, man. that's a, I, I, yeah, we've been, <laughs> it's a weird detour, but I like that. Change your hearts or die. Yeah. <laughs> In terms of, he's say, saying that for a nice thing, that this person should be em, uh, embraced and accepted for who, who they are. So uh, I can't think of a better sentiment to go out on. Yeah. Change your well, heart or die. I appreciate you. Yeah. I appreciate you for who you are. <laughs> I'm excited to yeah, see your wood. <laughs> oh yeah. Palmer's wood is coming soon in the double D Palmer train working title. That's Oh my be, God, please. I think we might be recording the first one of those this week, actually. <gasps> oh Jesus. That would be amazing. Yeah. So um, I I, I, it's going to stay private until I can edit it. I'm going to make it an actual YouTube video with like, sure, that, like, cuts yeah. and, like images and stuff. So, Oh, cool. Uh, but you'll at least get to see that the, the raw <sighs> stuff first. That so. would be, so great <laughs> awesome all right well uh to our two viewers who are still sticking with us thank you so much for joining us tonight on long walk short drink uh episode yeah. 39 uh Very subscribe to itunes google play music and stitcher follow us at lwsd pod on twitter uh subscribe at youtube.com search long walk short drink click the bell to get all the notifications for the live sessions go to um what's the other one audibletrial.com oh, yes, audible. lwsd for your free audiobook in 30 day trial at audibles thank you so much for yes. viewing have a great thank evening you so very much be well everyone cheers long walkers That guy's charismatic as fuck.